Everybody, welcome to Platchat Valorant, episode 155. He's back, the king, Bala. I've missed you. And also, <laughs> special guests in the building. We've got the worldwide show today. Minnie joining us from Gloucester. William Chobra joining us from, I don't know where you're located. And also, so, I don't think Minnie's in wait, Gloucester. Wait, 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 that's wait. the first place I can think of because that's where Bren's from. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm quite kind of close to Gloucester, so I was like, "Is that just a Liquipedia error or something?" But oh. um, no, I'm not. I'm not from Gloucester. <laughs> I mean, well, no. this is not a bad guess. Close enough. Have you ever been to the cheese rolling competition? I have not. What? No. Oh. I think that's a bigger thing to outsiders than. I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's, it's very a big real. Thing here. It's we, very real because we showed a clip from it and we got DMCA'd by the like local <laughs> news station that was running it. And that episode's yeah. down, right, Kurt? Yeah, the our entire channel got copyright striked, uh, and the video was removed. The entire live stream for was cheese removed. rolling. Yeah, wow. we showed one minute of cheese rolling in a three-hour video and transformed it live, reacting and commentating over it. And we got a copyright strike. Platchat Valor, we're an inch away from this yeah. thing being done. And if we're gone, like, hey, good, good luck. No, there's, there's no one to replace us. So, you know, we're living life on the edge here, but that's fine. Um, all right. Oh, man. So... Last week, I don't know if you guys heard about this, there were <laughs> rumblings and discussion about the way Ball is already, I saw Ball shaking his head just a, a little bit, just a, a mini, mini shake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we did the way too early tier list last week, and now we have, I have a whole new panel here, ready to give their real... <laughs> And oh, honest so takes on what <laughs> so occurred. Kurt, bring up the graphic. Now, Chobra, I'd like to start with you. What went wrong? <laughs> I mean, a lot. <laughs> oh, okay, what? okay, so so this was my first thing, okay? So we, we saw Zeta at Red Bull, and I, among most people, were, was very hyped to see the new players, right? I thought they played really well. I thought it was very exciting. I was like, all right, Zeta Division fans can have hope. And then I watched the podcast, and you guys put them in A tier, basically above every other team in Pacific other than the two winners. Yes. Which I think is like, we're drinking just gargantuan amounts of hopium, in my no. opinion, because... I'm ready to fight tooth and nail for Zeta right now. Don't don't get me going three the, seconds into the, the show. The one placement that we could have like gone after that nobody would be there to back it up, but why it was like the guy who went for Zeta. So like he could actually I, defend himself. I can't okay, get I also hold on, keep hold going, on, keep just going. To calm I'm you not down. gonna I, cut my mic okay. off. Yeah, just to calm you down uh, so we can move away from Zeta. I while Okay, like I get it. No, I, I, I gotta also... be on Zeta too, by the way. Like I, I, I'm doubling down on white hate here. I can't believe it, but I can't also believe you put global esports next to two teams that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> like what in the world? 
One team is perhaps leaving the entire world, and then one team has one player on okay, it. Okay, well, hold on. The, so the, should the, we do this? We, the, we can't. All right. At the time, though, EG still, they were fair, clinging fair. on, but now they fair, have fair. descended into the grave. But they were okay. holding on to the edge of the dirt, but they are no longer with us. So that is valid now. That's, we, that's an update. Um. Yeah, other than that, for Pacific, I mean, personally, I, I rate RRQ mega high, but I also was one of the few people that rated them really highly last year, and they just, like, didn't deliver the actual results I thought they would, so... I'll I'll be the be the lone fan yeah, cheering them I'll on. I'll go with you though. I was I was high on RRQ too. They just trolled the LCQ yeah. by having what was what's his face be a racist or whatever <laughs> before the lead up to wait. it. So yeah, that was horrible. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, that was that was my biggest thing. <laughs> okay, so your biggest thing is RRQ and Zeta. And I would switch RRQ and Zeta basically. And now, then... Minnie, did you say you were mad at me for the Zeta thing too? Yeah, yeah, I think oh so. Oh my yeah, yeah. god. How? I think I think I, if I, I like, swear to God, bring up, the, the the Zeta equation is two plus two equals four. Like what? What are people? <laughs> what am I seeing that is not being seen Look, by the rest of the world? Can we bring back here? up the graphic? Uh, so like I think like this is my egotistical way of seeing this. If I was coaching Liquid Vitality Furia Giants or Cloud Nine, and I lost the Zeta, I'd feel like I'd not done very well. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the way that I see it. It's gonna be a lot of sad coaches. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of Maybe they will be, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I my biggest thing is that we. I, I remember listening to you guys, and this is where I turned the pod off. I turned it off when you guys were talking about NRG and loud, and you guys were like, "Yeah, NRG, um, they don't, you know, we're based on this roster, blah 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 blah." And then you put them in S tier all of a sudden with the with the rumored roster being like stellar and like uh, people. No, that's they have no, two no, no, players. No, 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 that's the rumored one. If they have Demon One and Ethan, okay, even still. Two players, and you're 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 losing your IGL. You're losing all all of the experience that you have from that roster, and you're you're just putting them in S tier, just randomly. And then you have the loud team as well that actually has players that still has that reputation from last year, and you don't put them in S tier. Like they got to be in the same tier. I feel like if you're going for anything, if anything, loud should be slightly higher, but and and in S tier, and NRG should be down one. That's the one that I would go at here. And then Navi. Navi, who trolled oh, the no, entire Oh, no, I'm with you on the Navi one. I'm, gonna, I'm not like, defending that. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what we were saying. <laughs> I mean, we can move no, Navi down, like, five spots, like, I think. Why is there so many teams in S tier? Like, what is going on? But no, I think S tier is, like, Fnatic Paper Rex. Yeah. I think that's fair. But then the whole list gets really weird. Yeah, we'd have to, like, add two more tiers, yeah. Yeah, then, you know... Like, Leviathan, and, like... I I. I think they're really good. Sorry, like, do, how do you say their name? I just Is it Leviathan? <laughs> <laughs> how do you say their name? I mean, Leviathan, if you were like just saying it in English, and then Leviathan. If Leviathan, you're saying, oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. That's my, uh, <laughs> that's my one year of Spanish coming in hot right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lev, uh, like I think like, Putting a, a team that's not played any officials, like proper officials, in third is also like it's just an impossible. They missed. played like what, Superdome, like I think that yeah, was but what was yeah, off season. This I don't know. Like uh... I, I feel like giving people credit in the off season is like a difficult. Like I want to give them credit when like it's an actual human when they actually come dominate NA afterwards. Like right, so, so you're saying that the way, way too early. early... 
tier list is oh, way the, too that's early. The point. Okay, okay, I guess. Yeah, you have to react in in the moment. So you. I just don't like the idea thinking, that the whole community is like going to be like deflated if they don't win the NA or something, win the champ, the challenge. Or what do you call it? VCT. Like, well, let's be honest, Mini. We're going to go into VCT anyways next year, and everybody's going to be like, "Holy shit, Leviathan is the best scrim team I've ever played against. <laughs> they're, the, they're the goats. King is the best player in the world." And then they're going to play Americas anyways, and. Everybody's gonna be like, wait, they're not as good as what everybody's saying. So, I mean, it's gonna happen anyways. <laughs> True. Who I'm were you okay with this before, though? Navi is changing with. Yeah, if because I... they add artists I... back and suddenly they're not trolling and they're back to FPX 2022, I guess is the argument. But, like, I mean. <laughs> they, I watched I watched on Navi's VODs yesterday of Champs and they were very close to looking. Yeah, they were much better at Champs. Good. Yeah. Like, they should have beat Loud. They they threw the Ascent game really, really hard. They lost like four post pants on B on the hardest, the easiest post pants site in the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, okay. So the, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on some Navi Copium, maybe. I think this is reasonable for, for Navi. The one that I was kind of hung up on as well. Um, and I'm interested to hear your take on this, Chober, is T1. I, kinda, I wanted to have T1 higher, like way higher. You wanted to have them higher? What? Yeah, like higher T1. Dude, and, uh, I, I love this. Normally I have Achilles on for Pacific representation. He's like, yeah, Pacific, let's go. And Trevor's just like, fuck all these teams. No, I think T1 should be a couple spots higher. I trust them more than a couple of those no. teams. Okay, I might have agreed last week. But then, now that they have seven players, and the only two that we know are confirmed on their starting roster are the two that didn't play on the T1 last year, I'm, I, have, I actually have less faith in them now, because I just have no idea what's going on. I also think, so, so I, was I was thinking about this earlier today on my stream. So, Autumn, Coach Autumn was looking for tutors to help the team learn to calm better in English. So I assume they're going full English, but if that's the case, uh, King and Izu probably have some issues until they catch up. So then your assumption is, I guess it's Zeta, Saya, and Carpe, then Excurin and Rossi, which I mean, like, it's, it's a fine team on paper, but like, we just have no idea how that works. So I don't know. I have a little less faith, but it's more, it's more because of a question mark rather than I think they're going to be bad. Um, but I, I don't know if I would put them higher. If anything, I would put them lower until we figure out what the actual five looks like. Yeah. I have no I, opinion on T1. I can see that. <laughs> do, what about Bleed? Do you, do you uh, believe in their potential to be at the top of APAC? I think so. I mean, I don't think it would be that shocking. Um, I do think... Obviously, I think their biggest strength is still just like individual star power, right? And individual mechanics at, at the best. Um, I, I mean, I will say at the end of Ascension in the finals against Scars, that was the first time where I was like, oh, they like actually anti-stratted and crazy guy like actually read the opponent. Like it was very clear. So I was like, okay, so so they're learning to do that a bit better. Um, obviously, you know, individual wise, they, they have one of the more stacked rosters, I would say, in um, in Pacific, but. But how far does that get you against teams like PaperX and DRX? Like I don't know. So I, I think they're I think they're in the same tier of like RQ, maybe T1 if they sort themselves out uh, to contend for that like third spot to go to the international tournaments. But I would not put them as like a favorite to win. Got you. Uh, 
Bala, is there anything else that you're seeing here that fills you with unbridled rage? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think everything else is pretty, pretty solid. Okay, Bala thinks the list is perfect. Like uh, the the Koi one's unfortunate. Like Koi shouldn't be that low, but they absolutely could be that low. Like the like when you got Trex and Shados in your team and you're that low, like it mm. feels bad, man. But it, it could still happen. So. Yep. yep. It is tragic. Uh, and then before we move on, Mini, anything else on this list uh, causing you to have desires to put your you know, fist through your monitor? Or are we safe <laughs> to move on? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's all right. I think it's all right. Maybe, maybe now I think hierarchy is too high, but that's not. That's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me remind you of a couple of pistol rounds that you almost did throw your your hand through your monitor jams. So maybe fanatics a little too. No, I'm just kidding. I think fanatics fine. <laughs> <laughs> I All think right, fanatics fine. lock it in. The list is now perfect. You heard it here first. Uh, we did, you know, move EG down to the black hole tier. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the, the the shadow realm. They have. Well, they have vanished. They, I think even if they've just got calm alone, they could still probably beat some teams. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I think they're getting kind of, you know, it's the Auric we're kind of flaming here. I feel like. So, yep. LCS yep. have kicked EG out of franchising. What does this mean for Valorant? Is the question. <laughs> Are we heading in the same direction, Bala? Yeah, so apparently, like, like the LCS teams like met during Worlds or something like that, and a couple of them were asking to leave uh, the league. And EG and Golden Guardians, I think, were the the ones that ended up being the ones. Um, but LCS gave them the option to leave, and EG was like, "Yep, we're out of here." So that has led to another rumor that they're trying to leave esports altogether before the end of the year, meaning that they want to leave Valorant too, which is probably a lot harder to do than uh, LCS, because I think LCS already is having trouble. I think LCS is happy to kind of move down to a couple, only eight teams or whatever, but here we just made a big ass stink about not getting our Ascension team um, to you know, stay even with the rest of the world in terms of the amount of teams that are in there and go up to 11. So if we end up losing a team, now we definitely don't have time for somebody else. So it is a weird position to have Riot in, especially after the entire guard situation. And it's a fucked up situation for everybody at EG, uh, players included who are right now still in contract jail with the rumors that their org is about to leave esports entirely. Yeah, this is uh, one of the things that I'm definitely concerned about will be uh, Riot's response to this, if it does happen, given what occurred with the whole guard situation and how much community pushback it took to actually move that in the proper and desired direction. And much like that situation where the players and staff were hung high and dry, you can certainly see that happening again. And already I know of some extremely uh, talented, reputable staff coaches that cannot find places on good teams because already we've gotten to a place in the offseason where things are pretty much locked down outside of where are a few of these EG players going. So at that point, it's also concern that people like 
Potter and, you know, some of the players won't have a spot on a team anywhere, even though they're really good, you know, that could change later in the year. Maybe they get picked up by someone, but I think that's a, a very real concern as well. What do you think, Minnie? Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't realize it was the end of 2023, this thing. I thought I thought it was the end of 2024. So I'm sat here thinking, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't even say anything, but uh, maybe maybe some conversations I had now make more sense. Um... <laughs> oh my god! How many um, members to reveal the secrets, Minnie? <laughs> I don't have that many secrets, but um, yeah, no, I just feel really bad. Like even the player, like I just feel for the players like the most. Like do, I don't know what the protocol is from Riot's side. Like I know that they've got a, the orgs have got to sign contracts with Riot for entering partnership, right? So I'm hoping there's protection for players there on some level. But even still, like what's going to happen next year for like these players? Like I don't, I don't know. I just feel quite crappy that these very good players who just want to play, like I don't know what happens, you know? Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean. The players are in limbo. The coaches are in limbo. The staff at EG are in limbo. They've already had, what, three rounds of layoffs or whatever. So it's it's a really shitty situation. But in terms of, like, Riot's response, I think, yeah, they do have an agreement with EG. And this is what I was saying. It's, like, probably going to be harder for them to get out of something in Valorant than it is in uh, LCS. Because in LCS, like, they paid to enter. Well, they paid to buy. I think they bought their slot. Yeah, um, yeah you buy the like, slot. I don't know exactly. Well, I mean, from somebody else, not from Riot in this case. I don't remember oh, what the yeah, situation yeah. was for them getting into franchising, but they're relatively new, I think, um, in in LCS in the first place. Um, so, but either way, like you know, Riot could buy them out. Like, there's that way um, if they want to leave. I, they didn't release the details, so you don't know exactly how the exit process was for EG. But for Valorant, right? There's not a slot that they're buying. They are. When they sign their their TPA, their partnership agreement in Valorant, like they're committing to, you know, the two to five year length or whatever. And obviously, there's going to be clauses to help you get out of that in cases like, you know, financial issues or whatever. But um, they're going to be on the hook for something for sure to riot here. And I I actually think in back like <laughs> riot is kind of lucky that they probably planned already how to work out the season with ten teams, um, but they. <laughs> They won't because they had to do that for the guard situation when they announced they're like, yeah, we're only going to go with 10 teams. Um, so they at least have like a really deep, deep cut backup plan. But I would hope that that doesn't come to that. And maybe they promote somebody else or maybe they, you know, do the same process that they did for the guard players in terms of acquiring a roster, which who knows? Is there even a roster at this point for UG in 2024? Doesn't look like it. At least next year, there's more opportunity for um, roster changes, right? Yeah. yeah. So at least I'll just think about that then. If I like, if you're a player, at least it's going to be weird where like some of the teams that don't do so well, there's just a bunch of EG players just sat there, maybe. Like, so it's going to be a really weird season if that happens, you know? Yeah, I just I hate this like fucking venture capitalist bullshit where like you can see what they're doing right now with their players, like all other orgs in 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 like partnership or at least a lot of the respected orgs would be like okay well we know we're not gonna be able to do anything with these players like let's release them from the contract so that they can fucking find teams right like they can't do that right now uh, except for like going out of the way and you know leaning into potential poaching areas and gray areas um which which just sucks for them but you're, you're talking about like seven different players getting fucked by eg right now because 
<laughs> because they they want to keep them and make some sort of money on them, which doesn't make sense when their contracts are ending anyways. This is dumb. Yeah, I also oh. just I, I feel. Oh, sorry, were you gonna say something, Chobra? No, I mean I was just gonna say. I mean I think I think one thing everyone agrees on is is the situation's super dumb. Um, and obviously it sucks the most for you know the players and, and everyone involved in the org. Um, I also just wonder. Like, I hope this doesn't create a monopoly effect, um, a, do a domino effect, monopoly effect, what? Domino effect? <laughs> uh, where it just leaves a bad taste for, like, VCT overall, right? For future sponsors or, or orgs that might want to get involved of, like, well, how do, how do you work this out? And, like, do you have backup plans? And are they, are they even reliable? And things like that. So I can only imagine also for anyone on Riot's side that this is probably the biggest headache they never asked for. Um, and I don't think there's a good answer, quite frankly, right? I don't think there's any situation where anyone, like everyone on the outside smiles, but hopefully they can make one where at least players and not just players, but like also sponsors and other orgs can look at it and be like, okay, let's yeah. like, we well, can, we can move on, right? We, we can have faith that this thing's going to work. So I do think that like, you know, they, they didn't ask for this. Like it's a problem that has created, been created because of one of their partners and not them, but at the end of the day, like, there was a lot of missteps with Riot and EG. Like, there was a lot of stuff going on with EG behind the scenes and CS yeah. and Dota 2 in league with one of their star players that they could have realized, like, is red flags all around for them to not introduce them into partnerships last year. Um, with that said, like, they were also doing some good stuff where, you know, they were one of the only teams to push for a co-ed team uh, with Potter way back when, which is... Uh, you know, a leap of faith uh, for the Valorant scene in general, and they've been involved trying to make it the entire time. So, like, it, it, it's weird because you have orgs, on the other hand, that aren't, you know, putting their best foot forward in Valorant that, that are trying to get in, and they're like, well, you guys haven't been doing shit, so, like, we're not going to take you, even though you're an endemic esports org. Um, it's just, it is a weird situation, but I don't think, like, Riot should be completely absolved of all blame for picking EG in the first place. Sure. What also just an additional extreme frustration I feel on the side from this is the fact that in a, in a theoretical world where EG were competent or EG were never in franchising and it was a different organization that had this exact same team, I, I obviously don't know to what extent is going on behind the scenes with players <laughs> wanting to be on different teams, how much EG has influenced that, but... The fact that the ch oh, the championship team just not being around for the next year feels it's <laughs> like it, it, it's like someone has a title reign and they have to drop the belt because they're injured and and then it's just like oh well, I guess it's like the next best guy has it like it just doesn't feel right like you want them to get usurped by someone and then EG can blow up you know what I mean like give them like let them go to Madrid and lose and then like the, another team can feel like they're the best you know it just doesn't uh it just doesn't feel right and eventually you know we'll get over that when zeta win like three tournaments in a row and then it's like all right we're gonna <laughs> the best it's fine right guys but until we get there it just feels it just doesn't it just doesn't feel the same you know it just doesn't doesn't feel uh, we right. didn't talk about this about zeta but they do have seven coaches so oh, yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah like, just a ridiculous I don't know what seven coaches actually end up doing. Like I don't like when when we played them last year. Apparently they had five coaches, and maybe this is quite mean, but it didn't feel like it was like they had, you know, 
the most five coach worth of, you know. Okay, yeah, just... sorry, six coaches, but Carlisle does count as two coaches because that counts. <laughs> Listen, that I, guy's I mean, twice my height, you know. If you count seven coaches, then they have a coach for every player, plus an assistant coach and a head coach. So, like, uh, you're getting the player development that maybe you didn't need many, but oh, I thought you were gonna say they had a coach for every player on T1, and they could just merge and they <laughs> form a super team. But, you know. <laughs> oh right. man, don't get me going on Zeta Division. I can't do this again. We're gonna move on <laughs> to. The cha- oh wait, I was about to I was about to segue into the wrong topic. The challenge. Well, I guess this is appropriate. We're talking about uh, companies that are fucking up. So, Challengers Polaris tournament organizer is bankrupt, and what does this mean for the VRL? Now, I'm going to be totally real. I don't know anything about VRL. <laughs> that system, I just I I never at any point in my life decided to put the brain power forward to really diving in and understanding what is going on there. So I will intro the topic in this way, and I need someone whose mind contains the information I'm seeking to spill it out to me and the people. Who has it? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, you you know that like the VRLs, especially the Northeast Northeast Europe one, which is the one we're talking about, Polaris, like has been struggling viewership wise. I know that been struggling in terms of like <laughs> so uh, I wasn't providing watching. broadcast days. Like it's been it's been a, a a rough scene for for them in general. When they have like talented players, right? This is where the Apex guys came from. Now that most of them are on Team Liquid and most of them are in franchising, but they went undefeated it's... up into Ascension. It's where this league came from. So they are bankrupt. They've just laid off like every single employee, pretty much. Um, and they can't run the league next year. So that that is the important thing is we're literally down a league in probably one of the most talented regions of uh, EMEA in general when it comes to the Challengers League. So this would be the equivalent of Knights going under, right, and not being able to run North American Challengers next year. It's the exact same. Like, if that happened, it'd be the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think... So, so one thing I want to point out is... First of all, for anyone who still hasn't caught on to how esports works, most people don't actually make money, which is, I know, shocking to everyone, but it's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, no. But <laughs> we know <laughs> we're <laughs> But on on the on the other hand, as far as I know, what I've noticed is uh, basically the the challenger scene, right, and therefore the VRL scene were pretty much kind of given this weird autonomy, so to speak, right, uh, where. They basically had to, it was as if they were running like a, a third party tournament, but it, but it tied into um, VCT. And at that point, I do wonder if it has to do with the region, because then making money and doing business gets really weird because you can't just easily get global sponsorship, even if your viewership is global. Um, and I'm not trying to give anyone like an out. For instance, Korea has this problem where they're always like, well, the English stream is huge, and you know, all of us who work here are like, well, you should just get like more sponsors for the English stream. And they're like, well, we can't because we're a Korean company, and like we have to talk to the Korean offices, and they don't want to give us money for an English stream because that's not their regional office. Um, I had to deal with this a lot back at OGN, and I, I, I assume I can talk about this because they're gone. But uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, I, now there there are ways to do it, obviously, but it's it's just this thing where either they're not used to, or the company's not big enough, and it. And having these divided up leagues that are just region centric run by a regional office for a regional audience at that point, even if your players are great and your viewership is great globally, 
it, they're not experienced enough or they don't actually have the backing and set up like legally or whatnot to go for a global funding, which, you know, a lot of fans think that would solve the problem. I mean, I don't know if it would be enough money, but I think that's one thing where a lot of people look at news like this, not just this one, but in general, and people just say, wow, that's like shocking. How do they not make money? They have some of the best players. Like we're all watching the league and it's like, well, I, I mean, you watching it with ad block on is is not really helping anybody right um and and they're not in a position where they're selling it very well so uh, i do wonder if they maybe reconsider that with all the regional division in emea i mean there's already just too many leagues so yeah i hope so yeah, yeah. yeah there's <laughs> a to be lot quite, to be quite frank it's not i think i i've never realized that before that's an interesting but um nobody watched polaris like nobody watched it no one gave a crap sure, the, the sure. way that vrl works in europe is People watch the Spanish leagues, the French leagues, and the Turkish leagues because those are the regions where the the, the community from those countries actually cares about the league. Polaris, like no one, give, like no one in England watches like esports. Yeah. No one cares. Like, I mean, what it's it's the UK, like what it's it's, Scan, it's like Scandinavia, Scandinavia UK, and yeah. that's it. So like Scandinavia, I mean, they care about Counter Strike, they don't care about Valorant, and then the UK yeah. doesn't give a crap about PC in general. So it's just there's no viewers. So. It's a weird scene in general where it's like we have like the way that I explain it is like tier two in NA has like ten teams and tier two in Europe has like fifty teams. It's like the weirdest like system. Yeah, and the you know the Valorant general audience, which you would assume would be watching something like this too, mm -hmm. is way too fractured, right? Like exactly. most of them are going to their regional specific one uh, because you know they have their regional fandom, and or they're also just watching the tier one leagues. So like it's way too much overlap and way too much valorant um like it's a cool idea to try to have like all these regional leagues because then you get that regional representation and teams that are fun like made you know you could have a full swedish roster you could have a full danish roster stuff like that which is very fun when it especially when they rise up to be the top of the top uh, and that's how a lot of esports started in general just because of the localization back then but now it's global so you kind of have to adapt the situation to do to to fit fit that and i think um what the article does say, um, I don't know if it's what the article says or what people were speculating about on, on Twitter, but um, the ride has responded and said, okay, we're looking for solutions to find somebody to run the Polaris League, or um, like it's possible that they merge with DAC, the, the German um, league. Um, and that would be like, especially thinking about what you just talked about, Chobra, like that would be very weird because... Doc only has a German speaking stream, right? They don't have an English stream. So like, what the hell would go on there? It's very, very weird uh, if that would happen. And I think Doc in general has not had the um, same success that like the Spanish uh, league has and the, and the French league has and the Turkish league, like you mentioned, even though the German speaking region like for content and esports is generally pretty big as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. I also I gotta imagine um, when they first started this system, it's because they, you know, I don't I don't have the numbers, but they found it working in League of Legends where they divided up Europe into all the separate countries, and then NA was just on its own. But if I'm not mistaken, Riot also plays a much bigger role in that scene in the basically tier two scene in League of Legends across all the regions. So I assume that's another part where it's like, obviously, the way Riot's going to run its esports business is very different than a TO would, right? Where yeah. you have to get your money and how you make money. So 
you know, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, if they do merge with Doc, I mean, maybe that's the start of like, okay, we should consolidate. This isn't working. What is the content that they're pushing <laughs> on this? What is happening? For the audio listeners at home, <laughs> there's just... The the Valor and Polaris <laughs> channel is just posting Walter White short memes. <laughs> They're doing whatever it takes to blow this, this thing up. This is most viewed short. What I mean, yeah, that is by far their most viewed short. Oh, wait, actually, the best 1v5 clutch in Valorant has a few more views than Walter White cipher this. cam video. This isn't that good. And it's, it's oh not the best God. Valorant clutch ever 1v5. No, I, I don't think it is. No, no it's, that's too bad. It was pretty hyped, though. I mean, yeah, I can, see, I can see, where the, I mean, we have see where to watch it now. But, yeah, there, there really are... I mean, I, I do like the idea of combining some of the leagues and getting the viewership up in that way because compared to the other regions, man, like for, for the previous reasons illustrated as to the regional dedication in Spain, Turkey, etc., that just doesn't exist in, in the countries in Polaris. But also, I, I mean, unfortunately, just there's not as much of a culture of co-streaming or any real content being mm. created around that scene either compared to... And well, a, Polaris and, was like the one region where people were co-streaming. Yeah, um, but I mean, no obviously one, the French leagues. But, but and point like being, that, there's but, no one that's taking the viewership. Like, yes, there yes. is an NA, you know, um, and there isn't that that fan regional dedication. And the players in that scene just don't really have the players nor the orgs have content or star power to pull any viewership really of their own merit. Like you are getting the hardcore nerd viewers and like the some of the people that are gonna go back and review the VODs, but there's just no real casual incentive like still exists in some of the other regions yeah. to support your region or to support the people in like Challengers NA that are uh, you know, more popular players, streamers that have some some cachet yeah. in that regard. We we you know we're talking a lot about how um you know they have a uh they have the what the fuck am I trying to say? They have the all the tools to be able to like go out and find sponsors and make this profitable for them as well. But like at the end of the day, Riot like is paying these TOs probably just not enough to like run these leagues in an effective way as well. Like you're you're talking ten leagues they put out uh, re requests for proposals for all these leagues and TOs to like sign up for it and everybody's bidding the minimum possible amount so that they could get the gig in the first place like it wasn't a good process i would say to um to find these TOs in the first place to find reputable ones and that the problem is that there's just also not enough like there's not enough big TOs that are looking to get this product and there's never going to be enough good TOs looking for this product because of stuff like this, right? When you have a big bankruptcy like this, this tells everybody else who is aspiring to be a TO in the region, like any gaming company, any little land cafe, anything like that, which a lot of these TOs are, by the way, they start from that and it's a spinoff of their business. Um, you, you just, you can't when stuff like this happens. And Riot is fully responsible to try to make this a healthy place for them to actually get good requests for proposals. Um, and also, you know, not just take the people who are bidding bottom dollar just because they're cheap. Yeah, if Connor Prince were here, he would also mention the the point of s the struggle of getting sponsorships in Europe when you have multiple countries involved and sponsors from certain countries that are 
serving a, a product that is specifically to that country's demographic, not being interested in that overlap as it benefits their company in no way being advertised to different countries and that always being a financial struggle with European esports orgs in general and then when you compound with all the other issues you know you're trying to bring some kind of sponsor to be interested in Polaris when you have all these different regions and the viewership struggling it's just very tough but hopefully some of that can get combined what was that we're effed esports winter winter is just oh. everybody's dead yeah. Except for Plot Shot. Except for us. Except for <laughs> we know how to survive off. We can survive off the scraps. We've been doing it for years. We made it to the top off the scraps. Um, all right. Let's talk about far more important news. Will Zelsis take Pancata's spot on the Sentinels roster? <laughs> Finally, something real that we can dig into. I've been waiting for a meaningful topic. Um, oh, shit. So, Pancata posted on X this week. What does all this aim for if I can't play? Fellas, what does this mean for the Sentinels? Uh, he's disgruntled. It's over. He's disgruntled, and now they're going to be fighting on the bench like it's the fucking NBA. I can't wait. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they really... are real sports now. Have the Sentinels... Uh, have they hit themselves with the the Clippers idea this season? <laughs> they just have they have all, they have four players that all metaphorically need the ball on this roster to perform. Because <laughs> okay, I'm I'm drawing a parallel ball. Do you see yes. where I'm taking this? Yes, absolutely. That's what they. That's what it is. Tens needs the ball. Zaki needs the ball. Sasha needs the ball. Fucking the only person who doesn't need the ball is John Cutie, and he's just calling. So you know that's it. Zelsus needs the ball. They all need it. And they can't get it. It's a team game. And six-man rosters just don't work. They just don't work. No, How many don't. times have we seen this? I know. Like, and it, this it, is why. This is the only time we get to see it in the public eye. This is why. Motherfuckers want to play, bro. Wait, is this, <laughs> is this supposed to be a six-man roster? No, but it is. I mean, well, just... Yeah, like that's the weird part, right? It was, it was, it never made it, they never made it sound like it was intended to be a six-man roster. And then just somehow it became one i i will tell you it Celsus always intended this to be a six-man roster go back no, you're to, not buying into go this. Back to no this fucking video where motherfuckers like i'm back and he's like showing off his ass like he's like i'm playing you you he, he was like i'm gonna play at some point like i'm playing these he poisoned everybody man like what can we do that sentinel's just fucked again it, i feel it, bad but i this they've done this to them i mean to some extent okay well, <laughs> they kind of did this to themselves. <laughs> Wait. Is my he has a video called I'm Coming for Pancada's Starting Spot six days ago. Interesting. Yeah, I don't even look at that one. Look at the one on the left with the FNS. Like, that's, this Ten is minutes of like, FNS being obsessed with me. <laughs> He's posting some crazy content. Um, and when was this Pancada one posted? That was only five days ago. Hmm. Curious. That video went up a day before the Pancada tweet. Interesting. I mean, Sentinels, who is the James Harden of Sentinels? We'll get to that next. But that's my that's my next question. But but my first question is, did they not see it, it, it's this was an inevitable future when they signed one of the best free agents in the offseason to be a sixth man and then they start rotating in 
because they have players somehow set sentinels need to work on i mean i guess they're trying to work on their load management because their team is injury prone someone is always <laughs> going down on their roster so they kind of do need a sub but you're subbing in a guy that's like he's clearly one of the best free agents so there's just going to be a reality where we're, are, are we just going back to last year is it last year's bullshit again I mean, yeah. yeah, for now, that's what it looks like. Uh, I, whether you like it or hate it, I mean, even if they claim that that's not it, you, you've set down the groundwork for the exact same patterns to happen, right? Okay, something happens, we sub them in, it's working out, so we want to try to keep it, it's just the offseason, whatever, but then you switch back and things don't work out, and it's like, well, what do you do? Then you probably go back to what worked, and, and now you're in this mess of, like, we don't even know who the starting five are. So, and, and this goes back to Bala's point of like, this is why intended six man rosters don't work. Uh, but I don't know if they, like, I don't even know if they have an out. The only out they have is if the entire Sentinels team and staff were in on this joke from the beginning and they like helped create that video on Zell's oh. YouTube and Pinkata actually edited himself and awesome. then he reveals on the AVL on stage that he's staying on the starting five. Like, that's the only way this works out. <laughs> I mean, it, it might. It just it's just a ploy from our more to just make it more like sports, right? Like, yeah, that's the only way to make it profitable is just make esports more like sports. So he's just fucking like, he's he's pitting them against each other. When Zelsus comes on the couch, he's like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta go for that spot, bro. I believe in you. Like, I don't care what Kaplan says. Like, we're gonna get you on the team. This, yeah, you know, he's whispering like he's fucking Game of Thronesing it. Like, <laughs> Dude, I. Also, to, to throw the, uh, into the mix, there's the, uh, the Afrika TV tournament that's in a few weeks. I think it starts on December 5th. The Sentinels, they have been invited. They're trying to play everything in the offseason. They're keeping those numbers up. They're keeping the engagement up. That's what they do best. And it's been reported that they are practicing with Zelsus. Pancata will not be attending. Does this just give... Do, 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 do you guys... How, okay, how much do you believe this is reality versus this is engagement farming. Uh, this is somebody who's looking at scrims and engagement farming. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That, this is the, right, the same guy who said Demon 1 has signed an extension with EG. Like, this is the same guy who said that stuff. Like, I, I don't believe a word this guy says. Not going to lie. But he probably does have them on their friends list. So that's cool. I love it. I, lo I love Valorant esports rumors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, journalism is, you know, always ever professional in this scene. It is always in tip-top shape. Um, I mean, I guess then final, maybe the final question with this. Bro, sorry, why? Bro, they don't yeah. even need six people on their team this year. The rules don't even require it. Like, what is oh, going really? on? No. Yeah, yeah they, they're not required. I, I mean, which is, which is thing, like, like him subbing from Hakata Strange, I thought it'd be more like if, Tens had a disaster start than Zelsus could because he's on flex now. That would make more sense. So I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I know they don't need the six man, but like, if Tens really didn't gel with that flex role that they seem to be trying him on, then it makes sense that Zelsus is there. Otherwise, I don't really understand. There's like obviously more to this that we probably just don't know. I mean, like, 100 there is. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like yelling, to be honest. I just like yelling. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think the yelling is like needed, but. Like, it's just that one of those annoying, like, they can't be transparent for some reason. And then is Pankala's tweet a real tweet or not? Because that's a bit of a weird tweet, like, to make, you know? Like, even Bait if or not, true, it's weird. 100%. Like it's I agree. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless he was instructed to post it. 
which listen <laughs> yeah yeah i could believe it <laughs> i could believe like, someone even, whispered bro, in his ear to post dude, something like this dude, dude it's so crazy because like even even if that was the case bro you're you're you know what you're doing with the sentinels fan base you're fucking they're a hornet's nest and you're just poking that shit and you're like yeah <laughs> you like you like talking shit about our players you guys like death threats that's, that's fucking that's what like that's what they're doing with their fan base when they in, like enrage them like this because now fucking whenever Zelsa's plays all the all the brazilian fans are going to be like going at him and whenever Pancada plays everybody else who wants the glory days of sentinels is going to go be going at Pancada. it's just like you're you're i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing Oh, they, I mean, yeah, at the very least, they are just, this could, I mean, honestly, I could see this all being orchestrated because they, they, they checked the numbers. They saw what was going on this past year, having eight players on their roster discussion every week, deaf out, marved in tens out, uh, fucking, I don't the BCJ and whoever they had on that team. They were just every week discussion about who they should pick up, who needs to be subbed, who needs to be benched. No. What, what, whatever was going no. on every single week and the roster was changing and they've really just set it up to be that again even if they keep the same five they're gonna lose a game and then yeah you're right i mean it's just every Why? other week it's gonna be someone out someone in discussion and are i can't wait to me, have it are you telling me they're farming me for content and impressions yes <laughs> we're all just part of the system <laughs> Yeah, we, we we really we really are. We right now we're being manipulated by the media. <laughs> like in this in this very moment, we are being manipulated by the media. I thought we were the media, man. What's going on? God damn it. We're we're somewhere down there in the in the pyramid. We're in the <laughs> uh, Pancada needs to get his numbers up on, on IGs. He's struggling. All right, I can see why he posted this. He's only got 160 followers. He's, he's got to get that up. I can see why he's engagement fading. All right, let's keep it moving to the last piece of roster news, which waiting on this one for a long time, but Talon have announced their complete roster with three additions being uh, Ban, Len or Lene, and Governor, I forget how you pronounce that. All good. Chobra, React. <laughs> Again, I mean, I I hate that this is all we're talking about today, no matter what topic we go to, but it's like, so who's on the bench? I mean, is Lenny happy to sit on the bench and warm it up for another full year for a team that might not make it to an international tournament? Because I have no idea. I was racking my brain today to figure out, like, how does this work? Because, okay, so they revealed in their reveal video, they obviously reveal Len or Lenny uh, ban governor. And then they have Cruz there and they like give him like a tarot card or whatever as well that he's going to be the one who has to lead the team. Okay, that makes sense. So then you have four and then supposedly it's between Patty Fan and Jit Boys and common sense would tell us that Patty Fan would be the one sitting on the bench just because of his like wrist and everything. Um, I think it'd be an absolute waste to put someone like Jit Boys on the bench. Uh but at the same time, like, I don't know, is Patty Fenn happy to sit on the bench? Because last year he wasn't, right? Even though he had the chance to just kind of be a figurehead. So I have no idea. There there have been rumors that Jip Boys is a six, but then he was also, like, part of the video for, for them that they released, you know, having their fans cheer them on for ESL Clash, Clash of Nations. So I, I wonder if they just don't know. Uh, overall, though, um, I, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it can be any worse than their actual results last year, but I am also in that party where I thought 
their roster looked like it had a lot of potential in uh, in 2023. Um, and I think we saw moments of that, especially towards towards the end of the season. And then they took it away during LCQ and they started to run it down again. But um, I, I, aside from that, like I don't know if it's an upgrade because I thought on paper their existing roster was pretty good with Garnett's and Fox and uh, Sushi Boys. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I also think this team also has lots of role issues. I mean, I guess maybe Ban goes back to playing Smokes, but I think he absolutely always looked better on Jet. So then, I don't know. Governor, who is a Jet, like... Yeah, exactly, right? So so then, like, somebody has to yield here. So maybe one of them's on the bench. rounds on Jet is insane. I love that. That's awesome. Wow. But he was playing playing Duelist for um, Turtle Troop. And that's what happens when you play every Nerd Street Weekly for three years. <laughs> that's that's how you end up with 4,000 rounds played. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that was... I mean... Oh, go on. Yeah, I just don't think this moves them any higher on anybody's rankings. And it's not against any one of these players that have been signed. It's just none of us can... I mean, unless one of you guys can, like, I cannot picture what that team looks like with these three additions. Uh, and at that point, it's like, well, we all we can do is wait and see but I would not rate them any higher than they were before. Yeah. I think the one factor that like I look at and I'm, and like, it helps me, I don't know, form a picture is I, I boy is the coach of this team now. Right. So like you ha- he has some impact on who he's signing and who he's bringing over. Um, obviously that like, governor is an NA player, right. Uh, he's coming in as an import. Um, I would assume that, you know, Ben and governor like signing together here and boy had a, had a, part in in that but they are going international and yeah you're right i mean it wipes them off of the ranking list from me like from an actual place and puts them in a, a more of a range right and i think that based on their performance last year like i still really like Cruz and igl i really like him as a player i think he was super flexible this year and like um, being able to swap from his prior role of initiator to playing um mostly full-time smokes their six-man mm-hmm. roster was full troll last year we just talked about this like so I I hope that they just solidify something and um uh, we'll see what the what the ceiling is with Boy, how he is as a as a coach. Um because hey. he's had some experience back on Hundred Thieves when he signed after the deal thing, um, way back when. But that was like assistant coach type thing and he hasn't really been active since then. So Yeah. I, I will also say that so they seem to be going the T one route of they want to always future-proof themselves for a global roster, right? And they can just unify their comms in English uh, with the addition of Band Governor and even Lenny, I would say. So at that point, then my gut tells me that Jitboys probably is on the bench, at least for now, because I assume he is the least comfortable with uh, with English. That whole team used to always rely on Cruz to translate for them no matter what. And Patty Fan was the only one who was like kind of sometimes okay with doing English just for fun. Uh, but yeah, with that in mind, then I'm like, okay, well, if they're coming in English, unless Jitboys has been really grinding that Duolingo, I can't imagine that he's, uh, <laughs> he's going to be the one coming safely, especially if he's playing Sentinel. So that's another thing to think about. But I think, um, I think it's fair. I've seen a lot of APAC fans be kind of upset about this because, uh, even at Ascension, like a lot of people told us like, man, you know, uh, countries like the, the Philippines, the, uh, Thailand, like there's a lot of raw talent. They just need to be brought up. Uh, and because you're kind of pressured to make results as soon as possible as a partner team, if you're already future-proofing yourself for a global roster, that just diminishes the chances for teams to 
you know, or players rather, to have a chance to at least shine and like learn under uh, some veterans within your own country. But I mean, I guess especially for um, like even EMEA and then I guess even for Pacific, I, I guess at the end of the day, most teams will eventually switch to calming in either English or one unified language. So I guess I, I guess you can't stop it. But I, I get it for fans, especially if you're from Thailand and you're like, Man, I mean, we also, like, even at Ascension, it was like, we could only really cheer for Scary because he was the only one left, and he's on bleed. And now it's like, there's even less Thai players now in Pacific. That does kind of suck. Yep. I mean, same same thing that happens, and yeah, it's going to happen in Valorant. I feel like we don't have the same level of support for regional leagues. Um, I think it's, like, slightly better, but like when we were talking about the VRL thing, like, it's the exact same situation happening in every single one of the... APAC regions too, right? Like they have 11, I think they have more leagues, um, challenger leagues. I mean, they're also more spread out geographically, so it's different, but I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I have- This is uh, like the fourth team that's going into an international roster as well in yes. Pacific, right? Like Global, yeah. I mean, they did it last year, T1 now, like this team, it's crazy. Supposedly DFM, but we have no idea. <laughs> so we'll wait. We'll wait to find uh, out. That's that's the roster reveal we're all really waiting for. I have two points. One, this popped back into my mind. I recant believing in T1. Their roster might have some potential, but I hate that they have seven players. Why are they doing the seven-man roster? I hate that so much. And it just clicked in my brain. Like, I, I hate that. Okay, but second point. When we were talking about... The reason I thought of that, because when we were talking about Talon with the way too early tier list last week, a point that I think Saligi brought up that I also agreed with, and I think was kind of the common sentiment that we agreed with, was that we did really like the roster last year. We did not like the approach to the roster where their roles were insanity. They were playing way yeah. too many agents, way too much on the shoulders of individuals. Patty Penn played every agent in the game. It was just, they were doing too much, and because of that, they squandered the talent that they had. Do you guys also kind of, are you rolling with that too for this previous roster? 100%. 100%. I think they absolutely shot all of themselves in the foot by having everyone switch roles all the time and also switch their starting five literally every week, right? I mean, not only are you not scrimming probably properly uh, for that time, but also, I mean, as a player, you're like, well, am I playing this week or not? Like, I don't know. I guess we'll wait to find out. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I mean, Patty Fan miraculously actually looked the best like by the end by, by having finally gone around the world of valorant agents and landing on omen and he was like oh yeah this is that one agent i've been looking for my entire career but other than that uh yeah i totally agree i mean i think the individual power was clearly proven um i think even there were moments of good teamwork but they they were just experimenting like way too much i mean they even like garnett's was somebody who came out of nowhere i think for a lot of people at at brazil right and looked fantastic and i think people were really excited and all of a sudden like they just started drxing him right? like he just started not playing anymore and it's like what the heck are you doing with this young guy who needs the experience who needs the leadership who needs to learn um just, just gone on the bench you sit there even though you're good yeah um also yeah Trevor, you mentioned the clash of nations because that's in just a couple days that starts on the 24th and they're playing against full sense first who have Sushi Boys and Fox, which is pretty entertaining. I'm down for that because also, I, 
I'm gonna. That's amazing. I'm gonna. I I always really rated Fox and Sushi Boys, and also just yeah. because Sushi Boys is so iconic to to this show from from the Go <laughs> stream. I hate to see him gone, but I think both of the. I really do think both of those players were great. I I mean I had no problems with what they had. I would just I I I would have loved to maybe live in a world where we could have just seen a, a shift in in the coaching staff and the overall yeah. approach because that. That roster had some some gas. I mean, this this one, you know, they could still work something out. But yeah, we're back in in weird role land. I do. I hate how T one used Ban last year. I was excited to see him in that team, and I really dislike how they used him. Um, I think he still does have potential, but man, I, shout out to T one for that <laughs> for, for for putting his career on hold. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But uh, all right. Any any final points y'all y'all have on talent before we move on to the game changers pickums? I guess the only underrated thing is that even you say something about the coach that maybe they could have done something better is that um, Zeus is actually one of the most experienced coaches in the game. So like I wonder where he goes. Like I went to so many events where mm. you know didn't have long conversations with him, but like you know someone who I saw constantly through the past three years. Like um, so I'm sure. He can just go somewhere and it'll be pretty good. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that is, I'm, yeah, I, I hold concerns for good coaches, staff, good analysts because budgets are tight and it's, yeah, I said it earlier, but I know a lot of, a lot of people are struggling to get either paid what they deserve or to get paid at all because there's just not a lot of spots. Everyone is trimming down. It is a tough time to be in those positions in the scene right now for sure um all right let's get on to the meat and potatoes <laughs> of the pod it is the game changers champions pick them as the game changers championship in sao paulo is coming up just this very next week so we are going to accurately predict every single game <laughs> in the bracket you nice. can still watch, of course, and enjoy it, but you're just going to know what's going to happen. And I'm just double-checking, but yeah, that begins on November 28th. All right, let's get into it. Upper quarterfinals. So for the audio listeners at home, this is an eight-team bracket. If you are not familiar, teams from around the globe. First match at the very top of the bracket is Evil Geniuses versus... Team SMG representing APAC. Now, where do we begin? Well, let's start with EG, just on account of they are the team with a roster change heading into this event. EG no longer with their, you know, their previous duelists ousted for very good reasons. They are gone and replaced by uh, Nora, who was previously playing on Supernova Galaxy. More on that, like, upcoming kind of player tier, playing on some of the, like, Untied teams for a while, that kind of thing, rising up the ranks. Um, but I think one of the you know potential things of of issue that we're looking at, which I feel like we're just talking about all day on this show, is you know problems with roles here. Uh, because I'm going to assume that with EG now they're going to bring Lori back to Duelist because there's some some initiator role overlap. Lori was playing Duelist for Shopify Rebellion previously at times. But the concern I have, I just thought Lori was so good on Initiator during their run in this last Game Changers that the role swaps, 
I have concerns. Do you guys share yeah, similar I mean, concerns? Would, Where are you at? I, I would keep Lori. I mean, just try to keep everything as similar as possible to the run that they had, right? Like, so leave all the structure in place. Uh, Lori is so like in, instrumental in that, uh, being the initiator, that like you need everybody to know what's going on. And I think Lori staying as the initiator would, would leave it, you know, just have Nora come in and play the Keensey roles, um, I think would be the best course of action if that's possible right if Nora's comfortable with that um i have no clue i haven't watched a Nora game or anything like that but i think that's possible um and probably the best approach if i was eg and i think a lot of the same approaches that a lot of teams do when they face with situations like this um i'd yeah. say uh my, i think my take's slightly different i think that keensey is like maybe it's like possibly the best gc player we've seen like fluorescent levels of good like the stat if you look at the stats it's like Dirk in his than, prime yeah. they're better than like comparatively to yay in his prime like compared to the scene he's playing in it's better than yay in his prime like this is like how do you how do you replace this level like and i think the idea of like bringing in like because they couldn't get a they couldn't substitute a player from the top eight teams they have to substitute below and to get someone to replace the, their carry like their hard carry like That's I crazy. don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I, I think that Laurie going to Julius makes some sense because otherwise you're going to be. A lot, I'd imagine a lot of their game is revolving around Keensey just absolutely diffing people. So like, I like you're not going to find that from a sub top eight team, I don't think. And Laurie's probably going to struggle to do what Keensey's doing, but at least they can kind of try, I guess. They're really screwed. Like it, 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 it puts a massive asterisk on this tournament. That like I think top two potential team going is like without the, the, one of the best players in the world. So it's kind of unfortunate, really. <laughs> like it, it's also weird. I find it very weird the the ruling that Riot made that they couldn't get to like the top eight team, like anybody who qualified to the main event, and they couldn't mm -hmm. go like international or anything too. Because I think we've seen other situations where emergency situations like this mm -hmm. have netted like a, a really good sub like the one that comes to mind for me is like tens right away i mean obviously i'm not familiar with like exactly where like they were placing but they were all playing in the open qualifiers back then right back in masters one whatever Wait, what the was the tens was. one i can't remember and this is like coming off of cloud nine getting emergency sub for sinatra back then oh yeah yeah you're right okay I, I mean and then you could think about even more recent ones right that's just the first one that comes to mind but like um heretics right zeke recently like yeah they they got an emergency yeah. sub situation yeah. from well i guess who who subbed for them like benji so it wasn't even like it's not like they got somebody who was in the top eight or anything like that but i i seem to remember like maybe two or three i can't think of them right now but many where there were players who subbed that were on teams that were very good that just didn't make it to the event but Either way, that's the situation that they're they're facing. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Minnie. It's it sucks, but I don't know. For some reason, I have this thing right now. Uh, why you probably can <laughs> reminisce with me about this, but like any team that has a sub, like you 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 start to rank them lower, and then all of a sudden they just like overperform somehow. Like always, every single time, it feels like that. <laughs> like like Navi back in the day. Like I mean, obviously that team was super stacked, but like I feel like there's just always this thing with teams that have subs. Version one back at Reykjavik, like. I feel like the composition of this team is like, uh, unlike some of the other teams, I think Keensey is like, it's a bit like when we started out with Durka, like if Durka didn't show up, like it was over for us. And it feels a bit <laughs> like that too. I mean, we didn't even get a chance to see that though, because we had Durka and 
somebody else. I mean, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's uh, as close as it gets. Um, I wonder if the closest we had was probably the old FPX, right? When Sugesu couldn't be there and Cider came in. But, I mean, that team was also, like... I mean, no, but there's enough... also, like, Paper X with, you know, their, their content true. creator coming in, too. That, like, actually, that's know. true. <laughs> there's a bunch of yeah. examples of teams that just, like, you're like, yeah, they're going to suck. Yeah. They have a sub, like, and then they fucking pop off. Like, there's so many examples. With that said, like, yeah, you're, I, I still right. agree with Mini. Like, uh, Kinsey was insane for this team. And it, it is equivalent to Durka not showing up for Fnatic to an event. Like, um... With that said, though, I th I still think that EG wins this game against SMG. Um, I think that really, um, yeah, I, I do, I do. Uh, I I really, really like the way they were playing. I love the way that they were getting coached. Love the anteing going on. Like this I'm team, like overperformed everywhere. Not just Keensey, but everybody overperformed back then. Yes. I, okay. So I don't want to just listen. I'm going to give some positives to EG. I don't want to just detract sure. only, but. Some of my other concerns going into this, regardless of what the roster was, during that run in GC3, that felt very honeymoon phase. The roster just came together. It had been a couple weeks. They lose the first game in the uh, playoff bracket, go down to the lower bracket, win every game in a row and win the tournament. Um, it was just everything was clicking. Everything was perfect. Now, that can carry over, absolutely. But is that, you know, potential red, red flag? Maybe. Also, Bala... I know you hate this narrative, and I hate this narrative, but I'm going to put it out there. It's the, ooh, they're new to land. The players haven't played. <laughs> yeah, see, I hate this narrative. But come on, you know so well, someone had to bring up the narrative. No, I mean, it's going to come up a lot. Like, we're going to talk about it for floor. We're going to talk gonna about it for all this shit. Yeah, like, yeah, and they're talking. Know, you know the know. desk is talking about it. Mimi's got that in the notes. They're talking about it. <laughs> you know that's happening. Um, but that being said, I mean, the new players that they have that are going to be performing here for the first time. Like I definitely rate power pixel is a really great initiator player. The setup or their previous duelist was always really good. I rate Starbound really highly, but I have, I have some other, those, those outside concerns, which personally, I honestly don't weigh them up that much, but I'm throwing them out there for the sake what of are we saying discussion, <laughs> I'm throwing them out there for the sake of discussion. Um, I didn't Deppies. realize that Jovi was coaching them, but like I, the, yeah. when I watched, I, when I vod reviewed them, like after the pistol round, I checked to see who the coach was because I was like, okay, they've only started like straight away, you can tell. And like it was genuinely like, okay, pretty good. But I, I, I my, my main concern is they don't have the best player in the world. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's just, you know, I think that's a reasonable concern to have. Um, so I, I think RRQ, like, I, I don't know too much about them compared to EG, but like they looked really good. They've not, lost any games and stuff so i would edge yeah. them over eg if eg had keensey i'd put eg for sure but um the other way around i think that i i would lean the other way yeah i think that's fair i mean i i think if if eg yeah had their had their best player or potentially the best player at the tournament um on top of their their stranding anti-stranding then then sure i think it's totally valid despite the record that smg has but I, I obviously again it's like cross region so i mean who knows what it really means but smg was just like stomping through and this is um this roster from smg is like after basically you know two years or i guess a year and a half of a lot of these players playing on different top teams in apac and then finally coming together right so so they finally figured out okay this is the combo these are the strongest players that we can we can have in apac and then they figure it out uh, and i think that 
if it's going to be again like maybe maybe you haven't quite figured out how you want to work you know with with your new fifth and things like that then smg just just by pure like fundamentals and mechanics could overpower no matter what the strats are <laughs> um i also want to give a shout out to kohibi because uh she plays at like the highest sense i've ever seen outside of myself i think she plays at around like 3400 edpi uh so that's also crazy I was she very. Could you could you translate that back to like me being a boomer? <laughs> so, tell me in inches per three sixty. That's the only way I know how to measure sense, which I think is so boomer. Much, I don't think anyone does that anymore. She she I, she might have switched it back now, but I did get confirmation that she still plays at really high sense. So she plays at sixteen hundred DPI on her mouse at mm. like two point something in what uh in the game and Bro, i play at 1600 this is 3.8 <laughs> cm 360. Like, that's crazy that's faster I mean, that than i'm using like tf2 like... <laughs> playing soldier that's crazy fast. <laughs> that's crazy i was but, wow uh, that's that is if you, if you watch her like streams and stuff though i mean you believe she it move her mouse. she doesn't move her mouse yeah 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 that's i mean it's just it's just it's there, and I I play at really high sense too, but this is like double nah, what I play at as well. It's over. So. Nah, they're, it's over. Like the team submachine gun, they're losing. Like you can't have your your player go up with 3,400 3, DP. Like you can't, you, on land, you can't do goat. that. I'm gonna be honest. I was blown away watching the games. I thought she was absolutely fantastic, and at least according to VLR, she's the IGL. Right? Is that? Correct, certified, because I don't. That's what VLR had listed. It's and wide, plot chat certified. No, if that's also the case, I'm doubly as blown away because I thought that SMG's calling, especially on the tax side, was really good. Their reactions to whatever the defensive side was doing, wherever they were taking map control, I thought were perfect. Time and time again, they worked yeah. the map. Better than a lot of the other teams that I'm seeing in this tournament on attack. Now, will that translate to wins when they're going up against other teams that also have incredibly skilled players that might be able to dip some of them at times? Maybe that's where it'll fall short. But I am I, I, this is one of the teams I'm rating really high in this tournament. Maybe too high, but I was really impressed with what I was seeing from yeah. the calling and from the team decision-making and their reactions to what the other team was doing. That was impressing me. And if Kohabi was putting up these numbers, being that proactive off of her own calls at times, because I felt like when I was watching, it, uh, you know, if she was 100% the IGL, like it seemed like at times yeah, she, she would make a call and also be the one that was kind of the driving force in that <laughs> moment. And, and people would be following her up, even though she was, you know, like pushing the first one in on like KJ or whatever on at, at certain points. Um, I'm, I'm really rating this team. I don't know if anyone else is on the same boat here, but they're, I, they're I, like rate, I rate them very highly. Pick. What was that? No, yeah, I rate them highly. I, I agree that I would rate them high enough that they might be overhyped, but I think they uh, deserve it, right? Uh, I think they absolutely deserve it. Um, I mean, sure, I, I mean, at this point, for a team like this, their numbers are going to seem inflated because they absolutely dominated their region. 
Um, but you just mentioned like Kohibi, her stats are crazy. Um, I think Shirazi like basically never dies first as the smokes player, like ever. I think she has like a 0.01 first death per round or something. So she's basically never getting caught. So they always have uh, their smokes available to continue to, to work the map. I agree that they work systematically, right? So it's not that they were just like running amok and, and paper rexing their opponents like all the time just by individual firepower. Uh, but it's actually pretty systematic, like the, the way they play, like you said, their, their calls are very good. It seems thought out. Um, again, I would agree, just because of the points you guys mentioned with EG, if EG's anti-stranding is really going to be that good, uh, this might be the match where like SMG's just never faced a team that anti-stranded them hard, so maybe that throws them off a little bit. But I, I gotta imagine that that their the reps they have and the mechanics they have are good enough to bounce back in like, you know, the next map or something like that. I mean... Uh, from what I watched, I wasn't as impressed as you guys. Maybe I didn't watch the right maps, but um, I, I, this is also one of the teams I watched the least. With that being said, last year's uh, APAC representative like impressed the shit out of me, despite like me watching the VODs and thinking, like, oh, they're not that good. Um, they impressed the crap out of me. What was that, X-10 Sapphire back then with like Ginny yeah. and stuff like that? Like They, they played incredibly well. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like when you're trying to rank like in between regions when we only have one international event a year, like that's the sort of thing I look at to see like how strong is a region is their previous international performances, despite not being the same team, not having anybody from that team. So yeah, yeah I mean, if you guys tell me it's a possibility, I, I, still, I still am going to be rating EG at this tournament. So I'm going to put them above them, but like I totally believe this team could take it too. Yeah, because what, what has me... A what has me excited is that it's one thing to watch a team in in their region just be the best because they have the best players and they just bang everybody out and are way more skilled. But to me, that was that was a total afterthought watching this team. And that's like, I feel like that's the, a trap we fell into when we got really excited about Crew last year before, before they were going into <laughs> champions. Crew was the truth. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see um, this year, you know. But uh, there's a couple blunders away from making it, man. A couple blunders. There's <laughs> one rolling thunder. If they just used it, man, they'd been winning the game. We wouldn't been talking about X10 Sapphire. Yeah. Nah, we'd be fucking moving forward here with that, crew. Uh, <laughs> that was a historic plat chat missed. <laughs> like that was just <laughs> that, that was a rough one. Um, Mini, what are you feeling for this matchup, though? Yeah, I think overall, like, I'll be honest, uh, uh, SMG is one of the teams I watch the least, but as everyone said, like, their win rate and stuff is just incredible. So I th I'm just less hyped on EG's. I think everything about EG, the way they approach a game is really good, but without Keensey, I just don't see it. It's basically my TLDR. Got you. I'm I'm rolling SMG right. for sure. Just three to one. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with SMG. We'll I will back also to this. just we'll add... come back to this. Well, well, y'all, I'm putting y'all on notice, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> damn. I will also add probably uh, one of the bigger weaknesses that some of these teams can have is their, their map pool, uh, specifically Sunset. Um, and it's not much, but at least SMG did play Sunset. So they were already playing uh, you know, in, in a tournament where Sunset was available, and they did play it once. So it's not like they're completely out of the loop. So who was not playing Sunset? It was EMEA and Brazil, no, right? Wait, 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 wait. But like, I think what happened was like this is something I want to talk about was that like for to qualify to champions, NA was playing Sunset and Breeze, but I don't right. think any other region was playing it. So I'll be honest, it's 
It's a, East it's, Asia it's a played it's a it. Yeah. Oh, East they're trying, Asia. They're trying to, they're trying to yeah. qualify. Yeah, Korea and Japan and stuff. They played. But it. they were, a bit we were the later latest though, too. Right? Yeah, that makes that. So that makes sense. But I think NA being able to play it as far like this is true. Like, I true. Think this is true. Like yeah. I feel like NA like this is a huge asterisk on the tournament to me. Like in terms of competitive integrity. Like, like, like an entire region is able to no, play. No, two APAC maps played Sunset the too in their in their in their tournament. I didn't watch any, but. They played oh, really? it. Yeah, there was five maps of, of Sunset. Okay, so EMEA just gets screwed. I think yeah. it's EMEA. EMEA and uh, Brazil? Brazil, maybe. Let me yeah. check Brazil. Yeah. And then East Asia so, was so late, so you could argue that East I think Asia kind of got screwed like, when, there. When, like, but... They were playing games, so... so Yeah, know, Brazil didn't play it either. So EMEA and Brazil, and then everybody so, else. Like, that's a huge like disadvantage for like one tournament a year, and they're playing a different map pool. Like, you know, the, you know, you know when we go to champs for like the open circuit for VCT... And we talk about the LCQ teams having a disadvantage mm-hmm. because they like lay like they this couldn't is that play on Pearl, they couldn't play Fracture. Yeah. Yep. This is this is this this but on steroids, like like even more time, right? I don't so, know. I feel like many like we uh, between all those teams, they've had a little bit more time too, like the NBA in Brazil because they played first. Um and on top fair. of that, like it's it's a month and a half here between the the time that they play, maybe even two months for some of these teams. Wait, um, so so what was the start like did they actually start just later? America started uh, later than Europe. I think it was like a week later. Yeah, let me check. Uh, yeah, so okay. America. I, I guess it comes down to like the timings of things. But yeah, to me, it was like, if you're able to get... it was two weeks, not just a week. October two, eight. Two weeks oh, they two... they finished at the same time, but they start. EMEA started <laughs> earlier. Yeah. So to me, I don't know. There, there seems to be some shenanigans going on. Like uh, to me, like that is a slight advantage to. What are you like, claiming? What are you claiming? Some collusion here? You're trying to get a. a, a I think Shopify Mini and I can agree that America's has got like, an unfair advantage. That, 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 like, get a is, this, is, is that a hot take to say that like teams that played officials on the map that's coming up in the big tournament? No, I know it's not. That's not a hot take. Like I think I think you're right. But what are you are you claiming? Like what? what, what the Americans are, are, are rigging the tournament or what? Like what's going on? Okay, okay, you can read that into it if you want to. All I'm saying is that those teams will have an advantage. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I didn't. This is not a map that I watched of SMG, but yeah, they did play Sunset one time. Um, it was one time, and it it yeah. their defense was meh, but then they steamrolled their attack with Neon, so it worked. Yeah. So Neon. all right, they have so they have a huh? little bit of footage out there, small amount of footage. Um, all right, let's keep it pushing to the next game though, which is Team Liquid, the Brazilian representative. On their um, home ground in Sao Paulo well, versus G two Gozen last year's. I won't. Winner. I won't talk about the. I won't talk about Gozen. Nope. I abstain. Not You're happy. just not talking about them at nope. all. Is that no, because be, you guys because... messed up so badly last year, not no, no, realizing no, 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 that no, three no, of the players no, no, no. were literally goats of FPS? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I just. Uh, I'm clearly biased. <laughs> <laughs> all time historic misfire last year. Like um, this is like. Like, I know you memed about the land thing, and I'll be honest, like, usually it's a bit of a meme, but I think when GC is so, like, in its development period, where it's like, this is its second LAN, and you've got players on G2 have been in LAN environments for 10 years, like, that's the only, like, it's a bit of a meme back in Reykjavik, like, for the, you know, for us, the first LAN, like, because everyone was kind of just whatever, like, it's fine, but, yeah, this is, this is a big difference between, the thing is, is, like, contextually, G2's roster is weaker than it was last year, like, I'll be honest, quite significantly weaker. Um, Mary's left to go do school, which is a very mature decision. Uh, Giuliano's left for Counter-Strike. Um, and so they're left with Petra, Mimi, Glantz as their core. And then 
they've got Sarah and Roxy coming in. Ro- Roxy's got some man experience from last year. But, um... I thought you were going to say, yeah, uh, Mary left for school, very mature decision, and Juliana left for Counter-Strike, very immature <laughs> I was going to flame because I, I think she's on the ropes right now, so I was going to flame, but like I don't actually know... Uh... I don't actually know how she's doing over there, so I couldn't um I couldn't play him really. Um so yeah, like G two kind of struggled this split. So this is the the, the the narrative going in is gonna be like, is that struggle just like an online thing and then they're gonna go to land and it's gonna be like a G two kind of you know. But the difference is is that they rely so much on Mimi and Petra in terms of firepower right now compared to last year. Like yeah. last year it was like Mimi was just like the the like little cherry on top just like helping helping out and Petra was like the cherry on top. Whereas like Mary was just there killing everyone. So <laughs> like they're they're kind of struggling with that right now. It feels like if Mimi doesn't pop off as the support kind of aspect of the team, like it's kind of a struggle. So it's gonna be a land experience thing that will win them games if they win games, I think. hundred percent. Um, I shoot them a hell of a lot of bail because I have to go the opposite. But like uh, even even looking last year, like thinking about the, this type of stuff, I was thinking uh, about that team. Like they improved a lot, especially Mary's like integration because she only played one series of game changes before that. Like she became really good, and I I would put that on the experience of like Mimi and Petra um, to help their teammates get a lot better and just like the, the vibes for them, man. They they just like make everything fun. Um, and people who've gotten introduced to this team over the last couple of years have like realized that, like, and that's that's a key to their success. With that being said, like, yeah, I mean, they almost did not qual for this event. Like, mm. that's crazy. This this is the team that won last year. They almost did not qual. Maybe we're having the same like the the winners curse coming here in VCT. But like, it's something they I almost thought... didn't qual. They were one game away um, from not qualifying. Something I thought last year was that I was kind of like. When they won, the way they played when they won, I thought that like it was a trap for them to then continue to play this kind of loose style. Whereas when I watch them now, I think their map theory is like really strong right now. Like when like the, they copied our kind of split comp and like they actually understand it in a way that like I think a lot of the teams don't understand it. So <laughs> they do have that map theory. It's just when it comes to just killing people, they're struggling a little bit right now. Like some players are just going missing. When I was watching the the finals with, with or um, the last game that goes and played um, against Ascend, I guess it would have been like mm-hmm. I feel like they they won this game because of map theory, but they lost this game because of a hell of a lot of blunders, like big blunders by individual players, um, mm. whether it's whiffing a shot or forgetting about something, and that that um, that definitely could get patched up. Don't get me wrong, but it's also something that I think like with the pressure of you know their their performance, their results, and you know, two two players who are as storied as Mimi and Petra, like, you're you're trying to live up to a lot um, to replace that. Um, the, the other weird thing was that they played that open circuit thing with focus, the invite kind of Red Bull thing, thing, yeah. The qualifier. Red Bull, yeah. And Petra was playing Raze on Raze maps. And yeah. so I wonder if that's, like, a Petra trying to, like, take over the game kind of vibe, if that's going to actually be something that happens, like... Um, I think Sarah still played Jet on the Jet maps, but yeah, Petra was playing, which wasn't something they did at all before. And I don't know if that's just because it's like a tournament that doesn't matter as much to them, or that's something they're trying to like integrate to try and counteract some of the firepower issues that I see. Yeah, possible, possible. Well, well there was one more thing with G two. Um, I don't remember what it was at this point, but like, yeah, I, 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 I think the land experience should carry them to you know we should we should we should see them win a couple games but i don't i'm not putting them at 
you know, winning the tournament type of thing. Um, that's not their ceiling, I think, with the with the roster that they have. I could see, you know, top three, top four, something like that, but winning is going to be difficult when you have, I mean, super teams coming from every single region, and that's the nature of an eight-team tournament <laughs> where one team qualifies from every region, but... Um... I mean, I send our free agents <laughs> right now, so, I mean, there might be something on the cards for them, depending on how this tournament goes. Um, all right, going to... All I'm saying, I'm the GM at G2, there's a super team being made. In, in... There's another super team being made. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, jumping over to Liquid, though, how are you all feeling about them, you know, in comparison, but also just in their own right? Um, I think this game over was a 50-50 to me. Like, I think, I think TL Edge is, like, maybe, like more firepower They're, they upgraded their roster slightly from last year i feel like with by i think joining so bastarda and by feel like they're kind of uh firepower like one of as long as one of them pops off they seem quite good um i think brazil as a region feels quite strong right now it's almost a shame that they only have one invite they have like three maybe four teams that kind of could probably win some games at this tournament um and and on top of that they get to play open circuit a little bit so like all those kind of things that like in EMEA like just isn't really a thing. Like open circuit isn't really a thing. Um yeah, I, I, I think they're in a good spot to like do damage. The issue is is they've got the hardest bracket in my opinion, the hardest route to kind of go deep. Like they could stumble against G two and then they might be playing against um I think SMG or E G. So it, it could it could look bad, but like they're actually quite good. Um yep. I I would I, agree. Yeah, I think I, I think their firepower is strong. Um, and I mean, I know I know you guys don't like to talk about the outside factors, but uh, you know the fact that you're not going to have to travel and you're able to just continue playing. Oh, that's uh, a huge and, buff. I, I yeah, think that's yeah. a huge buff. Oh no, the aren't they playing in the same literal same studio that they normally play in? Like, it's. it's I think they're oh, playing. Is that... in... Okay, not, I, I might be wrong, sure. but like, I'm pretty sure they play in the CBL like studio when they play. That's their huge. That's yeah, also, that's actually massive. To be clear, the outside factor that we hate is the this is their first land it's narrative. Just the, first <laughs> the amount of times that's brought up, and I had to bring it up, but every time we bring that up and someone is serious about it, like, oh, I don't know, they always perform fine. There has never been an underperformance <laughs> in the history of this fucking game, yet every time the narrative comes up. So that, that factor is just, I'm over it. It's out the window. I'm done with that. That is the worst of all the narratives in the history of this game and the history of this show. All right, Chober, go on. <laughs> yeah, so so then going back to it, I mean, not only do I think mechanically their average is probably slightly favored in this matchup, but then, you know, against uh, just like the comfort level, um, like all of that combined, uh, I think I, I agree. It probably seems like a 50-50, but I think th I think it feels like a 50-50 just because of G2's like veterancy. Um, but if we were to kind of ignore that part, then I think Team Liquid slightly edged them out. Um, I mean, we're we're always going to repeat the fact that again, it's just like cross regions, and it's just the one tournament per year, so like we don't really know. But um, I agree. I mean, I think they look upgraded, and even last year, people were like trying to hype them up, uh, although you know they didn't actually perform to that hype very well, but they did upgrade. So I, I think you have to favor them a bit. Did, who did they lose to? I feel like they had really close games, didn't they? I think, but I I could be wrong. Uh, I hear I Kurt typing also. away. He's about to pull it up. 
fiercely typing. Oh, I thought that was me. <laughs> oh no, he's a beast. Um, oh, last year it was Shopify in the lower. Oh, lower actually, corners. no, they did go high, but then they just got crushed by G2 Gosen, so never mind. Right. I guess uh, I held them the too high. The Shopify game was close, if I remember correctly, like when they ended up going out. I think yeah, everything was close. Is... Yeah. Yeah, it was close. Uh, they were very good last close year. Lost I think this to is G2. the nature of um, GC in general. Like one LAN a year. Like, you, you remember Zeta's run where they like beat everyone? Like, we just don't know if someone's done a Zeta run or not because there's no like data points to go off of. So it's like, okay, but you know, uh, we're we not do, we, no, Mini, come on, we do. Liquid has won like every single event in Brazil, like ever at this point. Like, they've lost like. <laughs> yeah, but, but you don't know compared to other regions. Like, Sure, but when you when you compound that with a good performance at a LAN at the international, you could oh, you could okay. pretty not, safely say that like, not, they're not pulling sorry, a Zeta. I'm, I wasn't making that point in the okay, okay, isolation okay. of Brazil. I've just told you that I thought Brazil's really strong and I think this yeah. team's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. But like we don't know. Like this is just one of the things in general. Like it's really difficult to you know just contextualize. I guess like yeah. I mean, I think they're on track to. Uh follow the DRX route of being the best in your region and always going out in third and fourth. So I guess they win the first round and then they'll lose in the upper finals again. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, if they've upgraded from last year, I think I think they should be favored a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've got them in that like 62 to 38 percentage advantage range here. I feel like... I, I, watching Liquid, my take is they're just a solid team all around. I don't think there's an aspect of the game they're lacking. They're just solid all around. I, I favor them over G2, though I don't think a G2 win is, uh, you know, out of the questions by any means. But I'm edging Liquid, sure. Um, so it's are we Liquid all around, or what's the yeah, consensus? Result all all yep. Liquid. All right. So Liquid go through in the second game of the upper quarter final, and then we are on to. The BBL Queens, which is just such a it's a great this great team name, uh, versus Crew Blaze, <laughs> Mini, the BBL uh, Queens. Give me the heat check. BBL, uh, like this is I think an easy game for BBL. Um, I think I don't know too much about the history of the BBL roster, like I do know the G two roster. The only thing I know is that Vania is IGLing and like just diffing everyone, like so like they do need Vania to just diff everyone I think in terms of strategy they are one of the weaker teams at the event but that doesn't matter when Vania just kills everyone like they do like scripts like they, they like script every round that I watched and it was like really obvious tells that like I think if they played like SR Mel's gonna just watch them be like okay when they do this cage it's an A split so just make sure we're ready for A split and it, it would be that simple I think but if they've had enough time to kind of reinvent their scripts in a tournament like this, where it's like instantly bracket stage, like I think they get a bit of advantage for that. But I think their map theory was a bit weaker than like G2s, for instance. Like they were just like on split, they just played two people on A site no matter what. They didn't care if there was a cage being thrown or a Viper wall being thrown on A. They just sat on A the whole round, didn't ro rotate any single round. It was a bit like, okay, what are they doing? Um, so I think in general, Vania needs to kill everyone. And if she does, then they could still win some games. If they don't, then it's going to be hard. But I think overall, to, in comparison to Crew, like I think Crew is probably one of the weaker teams at the event. I think. Um, say that about my crew, baby. Don't say that about my crew. <laughs> I, I'm trying are we to, running I, it back? I, I, I'm cursing I'm them not, for I'm you. Not, are you I'm running not, it back on Crew I'm this not year? running it back. I'm not okay. running it back. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> No trolling, except we already put G2 goes in out. But I mean, uh, you know what it is. It's it is cool. what it is. 
It's not a troll, I'm telling I, you. That matchup's just troll. the toughest one, to be it's honest. Troll. The team that quit you two. It's troll, but yeah. I'm still going with Liquid. I mean, I'm just saying. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a crew, like, honestly, I watched one VOD where they won, like, 13-4, and I was, like, complaining all the way through the VOD that they were, like, just doing, like, stuff I didn't understand. Yeah. And so I, I don't have that much of a read, but, like, they didn't look super great when I was watching. Yeah, I, I was less impressed with the crew than, I, I mean... From last year they made a couple of changes um Kinnear, who was the like most hyped player on this roster last year who like played in um certain levels of challengers and or not challengers but like low almost qualifying to like the main leagues of the main circuit of ect like he wasn't as impressive um and i think this is one of the regions the most where it's like this team is just way better than everybody else so yeah. it's very difficult to actually see what that individual skill level looks like when they're just absolutely destroying everybody. And and then they're playing BBL. I, I think BBL like I think BBL is really freaking good. And I would say, like, yeah, I agree with you, Mini. Like in terms of map theory, they're not as high as like G2 or EG or Shopify or anything like that. But I think their micro is insane. Like I think Philippa is a fantastic uh breach player and initiated player in general and like they they set themselves up really well. Those scripts are good. Like if yeah, they can, they, if, they are good. Yeah. If they that, can they like good. fall into them, then and it's they are like... let fall into them. I think Crew, for example, is a team that would let them easily fall into. Yeah, them. yeah, for sure. They definitely will struggle later on, but um, BBL is insane. They're very. It reminds good. me a bit like Summon FC when we started, where it's just like just scripts every round, just throwing the most insane. Like as long as the kind of script was there, and we kind of like they know we're coming a but who cares because we've got like the coolest right. util combo i mean so like it, it that does work yeah. and their sentinel player i remember distinctly understanding lurking um you know i was kind of comparing them to alpha yeah a little bit where like alpha would <laughs> alpha's actually just like more inty than this sentinel like the sentinel yeah. actually had a more cerebral Bro, what are you are you watching Plash in the background what's going on there that's crazy i'm watching myself so, so. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I... I was gonna troll and like put up some stuff on the screen. But I, I, don't know. <laughs> Just I saw your Twitter secret... DMs earlier, so I know you know. I know yeah, you got to put on. some fake leaks on the screen in the back. That would have been a great, that's that would have been a great bit. Um, I am in. I, I I agree with genuinely. I think I agree with everything both of you have said at this point. Uh, uh to raise an additional point, I do like their style it is different they're off they you know they are running like the breach in the sky very often on maps where you don't necessarily expect it and they're they'll forego other agents like on lotus they'll run breach sky and they won't have a viper and then their execs are just really explosive and i think a lot of that also comes down to the setup is great but to me alkia is top two duelist in this event with floor i think her awareness is incredible on the site execs she is really really adept at She's taking sharp. the right peaks at the right times out of her smokes playing off the utility knowing where the defender is going to be always ready for the duels like she is the one cracking open the sites their attack sides are great and they wouldn't be if you didn't have a duelist with that much of a, a just a a good mind for how to play those intense exec situations She's really keen there. Um, and I, for, for, for that reason, on top of what you guys have previously stated, I am rating them really highly. But as many said, that total agreeance, I am concerned maybe when we go later in the tournament that their game plans are very, yeah, as you said, like 
scripted and just uh, not particularly hard to read. And then you're just watching them play against some of the EU teams. Like they're playing against the Sen. They're literally just, yeah, they're running the same hits over and over and over doing the same thing, but they're just banging them out on site. Their scaling is great. The individuals are sick. Um, but I definitely have them winning this game for sure. And then from there, we'll see. Because crew are kind of the... Um, they're the opposite of what I was saying for Team SMG, where when you're watching a team just roll everybody in their region, for me, SMG, where the, the main focus on that was the team play. But for me, crew, it's they're the, we're banging everybody out and just getting wins against these teams that can't compete mechanically. Um, Fora? I think it's a Fora. Is this just a 4-0, Chober? Do you have anything else? Do you have anything you yeah, want to I, add? Or just... To be fair, Crew's probably the team I watched the least of or with the least focus, I guess, on top of it. So I mean, I, I had the least focus, too. Those observers were wild. I'm not going to lie, bro. Those <laughs> observers were wild. I think we all watched that lot then a bit tired. And, like, there was a chance that, like, they're actually just really good. And we're just... <laughs> I, was, I was really hungry watching that lot, so... I was watching what last night, and, bro, I was laughing so hard because there was a round where Crew just, like, killed four people and the observer just cuts to the player cams before the last player is dead and i'm like damn that's fucking cold-blooded like they just know they're gonna win it's crazy yeah so so aside from that I, I agree with all the points um i i think just to expand a little bit on what Minnie was saying on top of like uh bbl's perhaps like lack thereof of map theory i think it's very apparent on, on their defensive side as well is that whenever they do rotate, it's like very early and perhaps that's because they want to run the scripts that they have and, and that way if they have to all rotate back, like they still have another script in their mind. So we'll see if that comes to, to bite them back uh, on certain maps. I just, but I just we'll love see. the image of them just being robots running programs. <laughs> <laughs> just running the scripts. All right. Uh, so that is BBL going through. They're in that second semi-final bracket and then the final game we have edg against shopify rebellion aka version one shout out to shopify they just get to sponsor the v they just get to sign the v1 team before oh, yeah, we champions. even talk about that that's crazy I, mean, yeah, they just, I don't i don't know the details exactly on on what is going on there uh if there's something we can pull up well, so version one is there. merging with g2 like they're getting bought by G2, so there was oh, a conflict right. of interest. Yes. So the V1 could literally right. not field the same team as while G2 was there because they're literally ongoing deal um, that's happening, and you can't have that conflict of interest at a line like this. So oh, yeah, they're just, yeah. they just got sold. I don't know what the exact details were for Shopify to acquire them, but I assume what, that the roster was sold. What does V1 have that G2 want if it's not their Valorant team? World of Domination. World I, I don't know, actually. I have no clue. I, I Rocket League? That. There's like Rocket a League. big Rocket League Yeah, their Rocket League, League seems good, I think. Okay. Um, I, I have no clue. Anyhow. Let's, Money? Let's <laughs> dig into... Let's uh, <laughs> dig into the game here. I'm interested in seeing how highly you guys are going to be rating uh, the Shopify team in this tournament overall. But they're going up against uh, EDG. Jober, what are your, what are your EDG. thoughts here to begin with EDG? Yeah, so I... I think, I think even with the full roster, I think Shopify would be favored, but maybe not not drastically. But uh, for those who don't know, EDG is uh, going to have to play, as far as I know, uh, without their star duelist and kind of their like captain, so to speak. I, I don't think she's calling. I believe that's either split between. Um, 
Wawali and Clem, or it's just Clem. Um, but so even though she's not the caller, she's the duelist. She's their opper. Um, like, you know, in China, she was kind of the duelist to, to go after. Uh, and she continued to prove it during the East Asia finals as well uh, and the East Asia qualifiers. Uh, but she won't be going with the team. Now, the good news is they've they've always had a sixth player uh, in blue. And blue actually played with EDG uh, during the China finals to qualify for East Asia qualifiers. Uh, they lost the finals. Um, and supposedly, if you watch, it's you can tell it's that they just... They don't have as many plans without Lisa. They just have blue and they're like, well, we're good enough. So let's just like, let's just go in and fight. And, you know, you kind of rely on trades and whatnot. And, you know, it's it's pretty good, but um, it's not good enough when you're going against the best of the best. So I think with that caveat in mind, I, I don't think they beat Shopify. I do think it's a pretty big blow, even if you've had blue on the roster for a long time. Uh, but I will also say... Overall, though, I think the actual the consistency of this team actually isn't Lisa. It's actually Yixin and uh, Simi Liu, in my opinion. Uh, they're kind of the backbone of the team. Uh, Yixin has like really good clutches as the smokes if she's left uh, alone. Uh, she's always there to be able to clutch uh, when needed. Uh, and then Simi Liu has really good setups for the team and also um, just really, really impactful multi kills. So in my head, they're kind of the ones you you rely on more, but at the same time, to actually win like a full tournament, you you needed the explosive power of Lisa. And then also when Lisa's there, their their executes and everything are just cleaner. It, it, you can just tell that the practice that they have with the full roster is just by far by far ahead. So that's it's unfortunate. It's it's another one of those. Uh, there's going to be asterisks, but I mean I mean this time it's. You know, it's just the team. I mean, at least they could plan for it, right? Like in comparison to EG, like that was completely yes. out of the blue. No pun yeah, intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they like, knew that this was always a possibility, so that's why they always had blue on board. And so at least it's not as big of an asterisk. I mean, this is like a okay, well, stuff happens, but we knew that it might, so we were prepared for it. Well, right. I can't out of the blue. <laughs> nah, that was I mean, again, literally, literally <laughs> unintended. Um. <laughs> Yeah, for me, you like that though, right? You like that. that yeah, you nice, got me. Though. For me, <laughs> for me watching, uh, for me watching EDG, uh, in agreeance with you said, Chobra, and I, even if they had their full roster going up against a team the caliber of Shopify, I just don't think their team play is close to Shopify's team play. I think that's where the the biggest struggle will come in for them i think specifically yeah on defense i oh, like their setups and i like their openings i think they have good game plans there but on attack i think from from what i had watched they were struggling to play as a They're unit so at times there were too many players in in moments on rounds just floating alone and they were as a unit losing track of what the the end effort execute would be where they're intending to go as a team and it would kind of a lot of rounds it would just be hobbled together at the very end but there would be like one player kind of floating on an island that wasn't able to help at the right time i think that's where they were really struggling for me and in those kind of moments when you when they're lacking their star duels as well against a team in the caliber of shopify those attack rounds are just not going to cut it for me they're just way too slow they're gonna get eaten alive i mean Unfortunately, I think the the road that they have, they're gonna get eaten alive. They they give up way too much um, on both sides, like on attack especially. Like they are sitting in spawn in some instances, like for for whatever reason. And a team like Shopify is gonna realize that they're gonna take extra space. They're gonna yeah. farm all the ult orbs. Like 
they're 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 gonna get destroyed i feel like and i i think especially like missing the firepower of litu like it's it's a, a situation where for me for me the read on shopify right now is it's it's very similar to cloud nine white last year where it was like kind of an experience thing and the nerves stepped in majorly for for mel and calling and leading that team in general um and if if you can't put a foot forward like a good foot forward to play against shopify right away or, or b1 like you're not gonna tap into any sort of nervousness any sort of feeling of you know repetitiveness from berlin last year from l it's it's yeah it's gonna be really easy for them to get very confident very fast i feel like against cdg yeah i will just add uh, it's funny because when i was casting uh the east asia qualifiers for korea um we were talking about the cdg squad and the conclusion we made was that they they play like paper wrecks but at the pace of drx <laughs> so, so, so they play by going for info individually and then working off of those and trades, but they play it at the speed of DRX without the set plays. And my, I was so curious, I was hoping they would make it uh, to the championship because I was curious, like, well, do, is this going to work against global teams? Because, I mean, if it does, then this is like another Paper X situation of like, okay, I mean, they're, they're seeing stuff that we're not and we just have to adjust to their own style and tempo, but obviously with Paper X, the tempo is actually, you know, it's something that most teams just hadn't seen before. So I agree. I agree they give up a lot of space. They they work under a lot of assumptions and then they rely on their trades to to counteract those assumptions and clear if they need to. Um, but again, I, I think it, it all comes down to all of that combined with your star duelist not being there, uh, someone who you're always relying on opping really well as uh, on top, uh, that's going to be a huge blow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we're we're just all we're, we're for Shopify here. I'm going to assume. Yes. Um, all right. So that is BBL Queens versus Shopify in the second semifinal. Let's go down to the lower round one. This is a tough one. EG versus G2 Gozen. Tough Oof. that one of these teams is going to go out in two, according to us. But we're right. So who's going out, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> Uh, in this case, I think I'd have, um, EG going out. Um, I think obviously you win that first upper, uh, upper quarters and it's a much easier path to like a deep run. And I think that's kind of where I, where I was thinking with EG, but like, if they go down to SMG, they're definitely weaker than I, than I was anticipating. And then like, I also think that G2 is probably just stronger in general than them. Um, so I go G2. It's a, it's, a, it's a rough bracket. Because I, I think I look at this lower bracket and I think that EG and G2 maybe beat both the teams below, potentially. Maybe that's a hot take about EDG, but um, I think it's a rough one. Yeah, I, I, I would I, agree I about like Kuru and Xiaohui, yeah. Um, yeah, I am, I'm split. Sorry, so what, what are you leaning towards right now, Mini? I wasn't sorry. I make what I was making the point of is that like one of these teams, EG or G two, are going to come at last. But I think they're better than both the teams below them. It's one of those oh, okay. ones where it's like the narrative is yes. like, oh, we're the worst team at the tournament, but not really. Kind of. Yeah, fine, for know. for sure, for sure. Um, lo lower bracket. I, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if if EDG had their full roster, then definitely EDG. But if not, it, it, to me, I, I I don't know. I truly don't know. Um, I mean, for that game, that's a coin flip for me wait, too. By the way, <laughs> sorry. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who are you going for EG and G two though? 
Yeah, for EG and G2. Wait, sorry. I'm I'm getting drenched <laughs> in the salt. Someone, someone had clicked G2, so I was just like, we're going G2. No, Kurt it just has a trigger. He has a happy trigger finger. That's the oh, problem. Okay. We know, we're, we're still on EG G2. You can't G2. against he just, the champs, He just man. can't stop clicking the mouse button. Um, okay, so K is the secret. It's, uh, it's like you, you can't bet against G two versus EG without their star player. Yeah, I if I well, think well, Kurt, you in fact can, and I'm gonna. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I, can. Yeah, at this point as well, EG down in the lower bracket. Which I, I really do think they're gonna lose to Team SMG. Um, yeah, I, I gotta go G two here. I don't think it's gonna be. I think this is a close game for sure. I don't think EG are going to get blown out by any means. But this is another, like, 60-40 kind of game for me. We'll, we'll go back to that 62-38. You know what I mean? And so I'm rolling with bad G2. For EG. Like, I, I hope they don't, like, look at the picture and just go, oh, you know, uh, that's how yeah. it is. Because, like, I feel like we've said enough, like, good things about them that, like, they are a good team. I'm telling you, they're not going to be here. Like, I don't know what you... I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is is I agree with many that the, the top portion of even the upper bracket, right, those four teams, that's just rough, right? Sending any of those to the lower bracket and then sending one of those home early is that that's hard. Um so yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think you know, if EG if we're moving on with G two, which I, I would agree with, I don't think EG should look at that and be like, Wow, people like really underrate us. I mean it's not that, it's just that every opponent that you're potentially facing yeah. is one of the best. So you would say SMG go out last? Uh yes, bruh. All right. Well, yeah. No, well I mean, even... yeah, yeah. They they'd have to play those in a team liquid. Like, no, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm not setting you up for a trap. I was just asking genuinely. Oh, I'm I'm comfortable with this trap, bro. I'm comfortable. Like, I'm chilling. <laughs> I've All never right. been wrong on a pick 'em before. Like... <laughs> yes. Game Changers Champions 2022 never happened. It was all fabrication. Very knowledgeable about, no one about Game Changers. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, Chober away. What are you rolling with on EG G two? G two as well. Yeah. All right, so we have G two going through the chamber room. up in here. Four zero, four zero, four zero. Except for one game. Hmm. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have yeah, and then in the the second lower round one that is Crew versus EDG. This is another tough one. I want to say Crew might have them beat in the firepower uh, department. This is but... where Crew. Go on a run, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh They're going on a run. They're going. They're All going. Right, it's decided. Woo! It's decided. It's EDG. <laughs> it's been spoken. What's Bala's track record for real? Like, what are your guys' track record for? Who's usually good? In terms of predictions, Bala? I'm pretty yeah, good. Yeah. In terms of pickums, I'm ass, bro. I am terrible. What What's the difference between predictions? Pre pre <laughs> predictions is like, you know the match and you've seen them like very recently. Like, you, you like uh. most of the time we've seen like the last week or whatever. So you know what their form is like. Whereas okay. pickums, bro, like you're guessing on what their form is going to be for an entire tournament and you never get to go back and like revisit uh, it. Okay. But pickums, I'm just horrible. I'm good at like the opening games most of the time, but I'm horrible down the line which is funny because i feel like i make like a lot of points about like oh this is gonna go this way and they're gonna be in form here and blah 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 and like yeah, stylistically they're this but like it doesn't fucking matter they just get shot in the face at the we're gonna be day. right this time i swear to god i'm rolling with crew as well Bala. i'm rolling with crew Bad. for this one let's go oh I'm, I'm putting my vote in for edg in the lower bracket Mini. I think I think that's where they keep the hope alive. I defer to Kurt. What does Kurt think? No, no, no. Kurt's the fucking coin flip. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have the here. coin flip because both these teams have the best logos in the tournament. So, yeah, I like this. The... Is like, by the way, 
Sideshow was doing like a graphic design logo review, like on his last stream, because he hates the Gentlemates logo so badly. Um, so I'm down if you ever do like a, a logo tier list, I'll be I'll be back on platform. <laughs> okay, just great. wanted to like uh, we got plenty of time in this off season, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the December, oh oh boy, <laughs> we're we're gonna be doing whatever kind of <laughs> random ass content we could possibly think of to fill the show. Wilkinson's um, gonna be producing the next episodes. So oh yeah, we'll oh my god, god. <laughs> yeah, Kurt's gonna be gone and Josh is producing the next episode. <laughs> Why? 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 Okay. Um, anyways, so that's a terrible idea. It is a terrible Actually idea. Bricked his PC while helping him to set it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did we, did we want to uh, do a coin flip for these teams? Well, it depends on what Mini's going for. Are you going for Crew uh, or EDG? I defer to the majority. There's, There's no, no majority, majority. Mini. It's two two. If you vote for EDG, Wait, what? Why is it two two? It's two one right it's two, now. One. So the... two one is the majority. I go with the two. Bro, one. you can't just abstain. This is what? a fucking opinion show, man. Yeah, you gotta like, give a take. I... Sorry, uh, you gotta get there a take, go. or you're about to get ejected. Right, we go. We're gonna bring in a random viewer from the YouTube chat. So that's, those are the two options on the table right now. <laughs> I vote crew. Man, all right, I'm lucky. Crew through. Now we're up into the upper semifinals. Team SMG versus Team Liquid. Oof. I'm Liquid gonna S. be bold, and I'm going with Team SMG. Ah. Uh. Um, I can't I'm, join you on this crusade. I'm going with Liquid here. Yeah, I got Liquid. That's fine. I'm Listen, going Liquid as well. I appreciate fine. it, though. Why? Because that tells me you really believe, and I'm, going I'm like, like I'm starting to believe too, man. I'm sorry, I would, but not here. <laughs> I would. Well, have, so no one believes in Zeta Division, huh? But we're not talking about that because I'm not talking about Zeta for the rest of this year. Um, I. Ooh, actually, though. So here's the thing. I I think SMG is strong enough to make it deep into the tournament, but I guess if. I mean, I guess that's not how you're supposed to do pickups. You have to do it match by match. But it's like if they lose, they they have to go against G two. So it's like it's another tough one. Um, you're falling into a pick'em trap, bro. Like it's not. Yeah, that. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I do this every time. All right, um, but no, yeah, I'll, I'll go with liquid still. <laughs> All right, we got liquid going through. That's fine, everybody. That's fine. I'm, I'm still listening. That's fine. At, by the way, it was just the like literal. You just saw mental gymnastics go on. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Queens versus Shopify Rebellion. The big match. Sorry, winner Queens. of EU. Well, not the winner of NA, but, you know, they're, they're V1, the Shopify. You, you, you know the vibes. All right. This is a tough one for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, what? they won by losing because they ended up being actually able to play this tournament as because Shopify didn't make it, so they actually got the next level contract. True. <laughs> that is that is true. Oh my god. Um, Wait, what the heck? Oh, this is uh this is tough. I mean, to kick I, I go Shopify here by the way. Same time. You go Shopify is it because of the yeah, play made earlier basically about Mel and the the Counter-striding, the preparation, that kind uh, of stuff? I think the firepower is just as good, if not better, on SR, and I think the strats are better on SR. I think they're a better team. Yeah, they're just better. <laughs> the, the thing is, I don't, um, I, mean that, I don't actually know much about SR in terms of, like, when I was watching, I was a bit surprised. Like, I had expectations watching the VODs of them being um, a bit different than how they were. They were playing, like, double dive split and, like, default. Like, they did, like, an AX that you would expect, like, a Fastra, and then they started defaulting mid over and over and over again, and I was like, w "Why? That your your comp isn't for defaulting. Like your comp is to go." So I was a bit confused by that. Like, so I don't I don't really know what 
But then while I was shooting on my Bree- Oh, by the way, yeah. I've got the only Breezefold in the world of uh, this team. So if anyone- Again, I, I put it out on Twitter. If anyone needs a Breezefold of this team- Shopify? Um, it's Breeze? Yeah. They played Breeze in the finals. Oh, okay. You're trolling. You're, you're okay. trolling. Well, you have the second VOD available. What do what what is this secret VOD that you have? What is this from? I, did they actually play in the finals? Yeah, but they, they, they played a different comp. Okay, there you go. Like this comp is legit. Like they did the BX like, is incredible. So if anyone wants it, I've stolen it for Kush players already. Like, you know, it's good. Um much, I mean, so how yeah, much like they do have good on? stuff on on Breeze. <laughs> Um, but like, I was a bit confused by Split, so I, I'm like, I don't really know what to think about their overall approach to the game. Like, I was listening to an Effie's interview yesterday where it's like they're a bit looser than I thought they'd be. Um, like, so yeah, I, I guess my general point is I don't know if it's going to be like a tactical breakdown of BBL, like you were kind of setting up, but I think it's well within their kind of intelligence to do so if they wanted to. Gotcha. They should do it. They just need to extract them. Like, gotcha. I'm I'm really struggling with this one, and maybe I shouldn't be, but I I can't help but just think of champions last year with C9 White not living up to expectations, and maybe I shouldn't care about. Is that. this another Pick'em trap though? Where it's just like it might be a Pick'em like this trap. is like if this wasn't yeah. a team that had two players only two players from last year isn't it yeah yes mm -hmm. like it, it feels like well this is floor's first international um... land you should <laughs> be able to i can but i dude it's funny because like so he was on BBL, here the last so last last uh episode when he was doing the the tier list and he was like doing this thing with Team Liquid about uh, the Apex players choking a bunch. And he was like, yeah, there's two players on this team who are just notorious chokers. <laughs> and here you are like, yeah, they only got two players. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is, is that uh, I think there is a slight difference in the fact that I guess there's one sample size of C9. They've gone to one tournament yeah. and underperformed to the expectations that we as the kind of community set for them so it's almost like a yeah know. and also you know what I, yeah now get that point get that narrative the fuck I out know. of here because also know, no, at no. that event here. alexis overperformed at land she was going crazy alexis did go crazy so yeah, get that narrative's done we're getting that narrative out I think, of here yeah. uh, well, that narrative i think a sucks. lot of players <laughs> i think a lot of players played fine i think what happened uh, was a i i personally i i always look back at this and i'm i'm I, I hate to do it, but I always look back at this and I point my finger at Mel. I look at her even in the first game against Crew back then, and I'm I'm saying she's nervous. Like the calling is not as good. She's not as communicative. Like I can see this body language wise on the stage, and that ends up really compounding in the G two game and and further on too. Like I, I I really think that it was an overall problem with how that team felt. Um, at that event being completely different and you, you've heard her talk on podcast plenty of times about like you know like they had never lost up to that point like and and especially comparing like the v1 or the shopify run right now god damn that's hard um like they at least they lost here against eg so they have that experience and whatnot but like it's to me I'd, i i haven't fully seen it be resolved yet and the only time I'm ever going to be able to see it fully resolved is at an international tournament like this. And this would be the moment for it to crop its head up. But 
I don't believe it will because I think, like I said against the uh, against CDG, I think it's way there's way too much here to make Mel and the team comfortable. There's way way too much, um, and when I say too much, I mean floor. Floor is too much. She's the fucking goat. She could play on a challengers team to me. She's so good, and I feel like that. It doesn't matter what you're gonna face. It doesn't matter how good the other team is too. Like floor is gonna make you confident. Yeah, I think there's probably two things. I've never really thought about this Mel narrative, but if, if what you're saying is true, I think there's two things. It's the fact that their team, I think, is overall upgraded from last year, which is crazy mm -hmm. to think about. But then the second thing is her role, like, is more easier to call from, I think. Like, when she's playing chamber calling, I think I would be nervous doing that, you know what I mean? Like, so I think she'd probably start better. And it, we hear it from all the podcasts and stuff. Like, if this was genuinely something that you've got to read on, she just seems like the kind of person who's kind of worked through I it. Feel and like I know she's... she hasn't, like, I know we haven't seen it, but if there was anyone I would trust in GC to kind of overcome something like that, it would be Mel, you know, so. So, all right, Shopify. so you two are going Shopify? I would also vote Shopify. All right, we got three Shopify's. I... Echo Chamber. You didn't crazy. even have to, you didn't have to worry about your I difficulty not choosing. Be in the Echo Chamber again, <laughs> but I might also just be high as hell just with my takes. <laughs> I don't know what's. <laughs> so it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Even matter. All right, Shopify are going through. Shopify are going through. Um, Shopify card. All right, lower round two. So the upper finals, Liquid versus Shopify. Lower round two, BBL versus Gozen. BBL all day. BBL all all day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. BBL are winning. <laughs> Is that this game. the only time I I do the Butlan thing? The, no, Mini, you, no, get, Kurt, eject Mini from the show. <laughs> get in a random chatter. <laughs> I want this to be the one that we go BBL, but I can do the Bala thing where, like, if it's the way around, I could be like, S you see? You see? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is my one. That's my thing, by the way. I, you heard it, you heard it I, your first copyright. I've already uh, stolen it. <laughs> so um, any dissenters of the Queens? Hey, uh, why real quick? <laughs> I, I think yeah. I'm not a dissenter, but I I am I, I I vote not to eject mini because I think that there's an there's an opposite here, right? You're talking about the land experience thing, like you know, throw the narrative out. We're talking about like underperforming at land because you've never played there before, okay? But there are certain teams that are just gods on land, okay? There are certain teams who are just way better on land, and that's a fact from CS all the way here into Valorant. There's just teams that are like uh, just way better. So I would definitely. Like, probably put G2 in that camp, but maybe not with this roster. So, yeah, I still go with DPL. We're bringing that point up, and they also just have two players from last time. Yeah. We just can't stop yeah. talking well, about Roxy was a Roxy was the GOAT on land last year, too, on Guild. She was insane. I was like, yo, this she should play on whatever super team is coming out of EU next year, because she was so good. Yeah, so she was the one keeping them alive, year. yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So, we're, we're, we're unanimous. Seriously? All four BBL? I, That's crazy. No. I I would I don't know. Before we got to it, I, in my head I was like, yeah, I think I vote for G2. And then all of you guys were like, yeah, we vote for BBL Queens. Any dissenters? And I'm like, well, I don't want to be that guy. But um I I don't know. Wait, I, it sounds like why it's the only person who truly went in on uh I believe in the Queens. Yeah, I I'm really starting, do. I'm starting to think I, we're I all believe just... I think, I think it's, it's they've had so many matchups this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they played in both finals. I think they were close games in, in both finals. That G no, actually, let me think. G2 BBL was the first finals of, of EMEA this time around. I think they didn't match up in the finals, but they did some other time. Yeah. 
Yeah, this they, they messed up a lot. Yeah. And G2 usually has breeze, the better so. of them. Like, usually. Uh, but it's been a lot closer this year. Yeah, this year they're th two to three favor of BBL, I guess. Oh, holy shit. Much no overall matchup. Um, yeah, because they met twice in, in stage... Oh, they met three times in stage one. But G2 eventually won the grand finals, and then they met once in stage two, and then once in stage three, it looks like. So... Um, if I, right. if I was smart, I would have done like a map veto and figured it out. Because like Sunset and Breeze is like a massive thing here. They're like, but neither teams have really mm. like shown. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I would love to see you do a map veto thing for these two teams who didn't play the same pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is also like, are the maps going away from the pool? Strong maps are not for them. Like it's such yeah, a, yeah, like, no, that's the kind of crap. hundred percent. Um, so I don't know. Like again, like I. Sorry, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm happy either way. <laughs> happy if either so team Why wins. are you massaging your nips like just, that, bro? That's not I my just... nipples. It's my <laughs> chest. <laughs> Where do you think my nipples are? Yeah, what? Where are your nipples, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. That was so... You don't know. Like, I'm you never, happy you never checked. Like, <laughs> never paid attention. We just got demonetized. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got demonetized, but our Patreon got a new subscriber. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Order in the pod. I'm going with the queens. I need the takes and the opinions right now. Chobra, who are you going with? G2. All right, one queens, one G2. Bala? Bill. Two queens. Mini? Let's be real. They're all queens, but... G G2. Kurt, pull up the coin. Yeah, we gotta pull. Ooh, this is, I, I think the play. only guarantee the is if this matchup happens, it's gonna be a banger. Just by looking at the previous matchups, the fans are gonna win me, uh... this game. <laughs> pull up the coin. <laughs> All right, who's who? Oh, wait, what? Is... All right, this is a great <laughs> coin website. Let's go. All right, uh, heads or G two? Heads or G two? Yep, flip it. The and queens that's the, win. The queens yeah. are taking it. That is tails. All right, flip on Platt, right? BBL are never. moving on, and then we've got Team SMG versus Crew Blaze. SMG, SMG, SMG. S M Submachine Gun. So what? It, what does it actually stand for? Because what was it? Can't it be Submachine Gun. It was still moving under gunfire. <laughs> what? <laughs> Still moving under gunfire. <laughs> under gunfire. There's a U in there. They should be smoke. I'm looking this up. I'm looking it up too. <laughs> smoke. No, yeah. There's no way you made still it up. Moving under gunfire. What? <laughs> Hashtag still moving under gunfire. Man. What? Bro, look at their Twitter banner. It's actually just like fucking. <laughs> That's that crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, sh all so right. They they can take the heat. Guys, we might need to rebrand at some point, but we'll worry about that the after we win cool. champions. I do like the logo. This is this is for the is next cool touch episode. What? Yeah, that's oh man, that's for the logo rebrand episode. All right, uh, upper final team Liquid versus Shopify. I mean, listen, if we're getting there, it's it's Shopify. I'm seeing some heads nodding. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm waiting for words. Yes. This is I, an I audio adventure that we're on, and I need words. <laughs> I saw Bala contemplate, and I thought he was about to like go on a. I was, about, but, um, uh, I'm not. 
Talk what are you pie. contemplating? I'm not contemplating anything. Honestly, oh, okay. I was just thinking about what I'm going to eat for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Great time for that. Okay. <laughs> Shopify or Liquid Bala? Shopify. Shopify, two for and, Shopify. And that's not, that sounds sad, but it's yeah, not yeah, sad. Shopify. It's just I, 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 want, I want Team Liquid to do well too, but I mean, I guess they've done well if they made it to top three. So. All right. We're Shopified up. They're winning it. Lower round three, BBL Queens versus Team SMG. Where the Queens, sadly, I think I, this is a good matchup for the Queens. I'm going to give it to them. BBL from here. So then we're into the lower final, Team Liquid versus BBL Queens. I'm going with the Queens. I'm telling you, I'm, Team Liquid, they're on the DRX route. <laughs> they're going to continue to just fall if, out. If BBL could just fall, then it's BBL, but... Oh, but he yeah. doesn't believe they're getting this far because they... I don't. I don't know if they are. <laughs> I actually, I because previous I would vote for SMG over BBL, but that's apparently just me. So yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I would. I'm putting SMG above just about any. T I mean, I, I have. I'm not going to go on about SMG all day, but I haven't been yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the best three teams in this tournament are SMG, Shopify, and. Uh, bbl but also i might be high as shit so but regardless regardless i'm going with the queens in the lower final balla i'm going with team liquid home crowd buff this this is about to go crazy like they've they've got it they're they're actually making it through the lower final this time and they're not going to choke like they did against shopify last year and they're going to make it to the grand finals and lose as is tradition <laughs> okay mini uh bbl yeah all right, two BBL, one Liquid, Chobra. Uh, I vote Liquid. All right, yes! take it. we're going to the coin. We're going coin. to the coin again. Give me the coin. All right, Liquid our heads. Flip that coin. Oh, and Liquid are taking yeah, it. heads. All right, go. Liquid are in the finals against Shopify, <laughs> and then I'm going Shopify again if that's the final. Me too. Hey, but it's uh, it's a, it goes two zero Shopify, then Team Liquid. Go 2 0 again, so it's a reverse sweep it. attempt, and then they go up 11 3 on Icebox, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Shopify and then wins. A, and then there's a pause. That sounds Mini like a great appears. great plan. <laughs> I think SMG, though, like, I think the, the idea of them being, like, if Wet's this high on them and they're, like, coming forth here, I'd rather this happens and then they just do really well than, like, we put them top two. And then they just crash and burn. Like this is, I think this is a nice pick'em for SMG. Mm, this is the way I would safe. want my pick'em yeah. if I'm SMG. Yeah, it's a safe pick'em. It's safe. <laughs> my, yeah, because my personal one is out of control <laughs> with yeah, SMG. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's way too. I'm doing way too much. But if it comes true, I'm the genius of the game. Um, all right, so that is the final pick'em. We have Shopify taking it down. Kurt, submit that pick'em to VLR.gg. Shout out to Carl. I all right. Dude, one day we're going to get a perfect pick'em and the internet is going to explode. <laughs> yeah, one day. No one will one acknowledge <laughs> yep. us getting it perfect. It'll just be completely unacknowledged unless we say something. No, no. no that's cap. That's no. cap. But Kurt, you don't trust. Our, dude, our, they're rabid, bro. They fucking go back and they're like, and they're looking at every power ranking. Which one are we good at? Platchat is actually surprisingly accurate when we actually look at the That got like 10 happens all the time. No one has ever said that. 
But eventually, it's like the monkey with the monkeys and the typewriter. Eventually, we will get one correct. So long as Valorant doesn't <laughs> die within the next 20 years, at some point, we're going to get a completely correct. I'm giving us 20 years, we can get one fully correct. Any less I mean, time? we need more no. of these double Elim brackets to have it happen. <laughs> this is the only chance we get. <laughs> All right. That is, uh, that is the end of the Game Changers pick them. That was a deep dive. We really went in there. I'm with it. All right. Um, So yeah, that Game Changers tournament, that is coming up on, what is the date again? November 28th. You can tune into that, and it's going to be going until December 3rd. So it should be a sick tournament. All right. Weekly award, and then we're getting the hell out of here. That's what I say. Oh, what's that? It's time for Wyatt's Weekly Award? (laughs) <laughs> that one, i don't remember that one at all but i like I, I like that one i do not i don't oh, remember recording that but we also we recorded so many holy shit um all right the weekly award this week i've got a lot of nominees and i just don't know where to take this thing you guys so I, i'm once again it's going to come down to a vote because i need help so first of all we have faker t1 league oh, of yeah, legends of he no, won natural. the tournament no. for the fifth time. He's the go- fourth, time. <laughs> fourth time. Fifth time? Fourth time. Fourth time. Would, for the fourth time. Seven. He's the GOAT. Potent- potential winner. Potential winner. Potential? I um, also the on the list, uh, we have Dazners for taking down the Curry oh. e-dating show. Another <laughs> substantial victory. Dude, look at Curry. <laughs> <laughs> My man is fitted out in the top right. I like where he's taking it with the vest. Oh, I'm going to no. give it to Curry for the fit, honestly. Surprise nominee, <laughs> Curry in the top right. Um, and then uh, also, I was considering even giving it to, it's sort of like a toss-up between Bren and the actual like product, the tea itself, which I believe is called a Hovenia Dulcis, something along those lines. I'm mispronouncing that, but it is the the secret tea, the elixir that Bren is always hyping up as the instant cure remedy to a hangover because myself... Oh, the tea tree root oil thing. Yeah, we, listen, we got up to some debauchery the other night, Uh, (laughs) you know, because, listen, we're we're moving away. We've got limited time left here in, in the compound. The, you know, the, the fellas, the boys were going our separate ways. And so we, we were getting a little bit silly. Uh, and Brent and I, re, we kind of retraced our steps and it was like, wow, we really, we really got wasted and drank a lot. <laughs> and Bren gave me the magic tea and it did cure my hangover so fast. It was wild. So that's another. So we've got four nominees and I just, I don't know. I don't know where to take this thing. I think surprise pick. I think I'm going to give it to Curry for putting on the show and looking really <laughs> handsome. That's going to be, that's my surprise nominee no, pick. I think I'm going to no, give it to Curry. can't encourage this, bro. The what? dating shows can't come to Valorant, man. This content is so It's already happened. Cringe. It is. That's You're a, absolutely right, which is why I didn't show. watch it, but I'm giving it to Curry for looking like a sharp dresser, <laughs> handsome guy right there, giving it to him for that. Did, did, did you read the 
title of this video, eight minutes trying to, what is going on in, in with the youth? <laughs> this is the worst part of Valorant. This I'm going to be real. You know what? This play. doesn't deserve the award. I'm retracting it. The award <laughs> is being retracted. Get it away from, uh, you know what? It's going to Faker. He won the League of Legends World Championship Final for the fourth time. Faker, surprise comeback victory. He's going to. He's going to take it down in a shocking twist. Oh what, what were you going to say, Kurt? I mean, I'm just surprised. Well done, Faker. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a twist reveal. All right. Oh, man. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for special guests, Minnie and Chobra, joining us this week. Thank you for watching episode yes. 155. We'll be back next week with the exclusive Josh Wilkinson produced 156 surely there will be no technical issues at all in that show so tune in for a flawless audio and video experience next tuesday or maybe wednesday the 28th or the 29th we'll see you then until have a good day i don't know where i'm taking this outro bye